morning, everybody. Or maybe it's not morning as you're listening to this. So good afternoon, good evening, and have a good night. You are back on a spooky edition of Before the Three Count. I've got the hiccups. I am the man with the plan. One, the only, G.A. West. And we come at you with the host with the most. The one, the only. A name host. A.K.A. I don't know right now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> AKA I do pay. Uh, yeah, uh, right. AKA question, <laughs> question mark. Um, but um, yeah, um, I guess we can uh, start things off uh, with. I guess uh, we all know what happened with the whole white rabbit. Um, no, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, the white rabbit. Yep, all the the, the hints and all that uh, small QR codes. Yep, exactly. We know what that all led up to was the return of Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. Husky Harris, a.k.a. Uh, IRS, the son of IRS. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, a.k.a. brother of Bo Dallas. Yes, which uh, I heard that on his return, um, they were almost like a package. Bray said he went return without Bo returning. Really? Yep. Okay. Bold, That's cool. Uh, possibly returning very soon. Well, I have read that. Uh, well, I've read a couple things. One unrelated to Bray Wyatt. I had read that um, IRS tweeted something about like his boys being back or something like that. Right. Um, and then uh, I had also read that. Um, yeah, I didn't read that Bray said he wanted Bo, but I read a thing talking about uh, people people that could be part of Bray Wyatt's new faction. Right. And uh, Bo Dallas was one of the names mentioned. Right. And uh, to be fair, I mean, he flourished in Triple H's NXT. Bo Dallas was an NXT champion. But did the fans really gravitate towards him? No. No. (laughs) Although in NXT as an obnoxious heel, it it worked all right. Okay. But I feel like once he got to the main roster, like, it, it just all got lost in translation. Now, obviously... Bray was able to find his second win with his current gimmick. Uh, obviously, he first started off as Husky Harris uh, with that whole uh, original uh, NXT. I mean, no, Nexus, I was saying. Uh, Nexus, yeah. And that pretty much was, you know, dead in the water. Uh, do you think his brother, Bo, can have a similar uh, resurgence, you know, like like the Phoenix, you know, rise from the ashes? ashes. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think he can. I think... Uh... Number one, little known fact, I don't know if people know this, he's, is he married to Liv Morgan? Okay. I'm pretty sure, they're, if they're not not married, I think they're engaged. Okay. But, uh, so yeah, little known fact there about Bo Dallas, and uh, I'm like, I could definitely see him doing something with Bray. Um, I think Bo grew out his beard. Okay. Um, at least last I saw, which, and to be fair, this was like a year ago that I saw this picture. Okay. But uh, it was him with, like, a beard, and he was, like, cooking. And uh, so I'm like, oh, like, maybe if he's grown out the beard, you know, he'll fit in kind of more so with that kind of creepy look. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I I think he could definitely have a resurrection. Um, You know, he... uh, He's Bray Wyatt's brother, if nothing else, so he's... (laughs) Presumably, he's probably fairly creative himself, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. What are your thoughts? 
I really never uh, watched him a lot, so uh, that's why I asked initially, you know, if, if he could, because uh, from the few times I did see him, it was pretty bland, so that's why I was curious to see if he could do anything. But like I said, when Bray's original gimmick as Husky Harris, uh, the same thing was very bland, so I guess yeah. only, um, you know, time will tell. But it looks like Bray sort of changed up his whole, you know, before it was Husky Harris, he was much heavier, no tattoos, very uh, cookie cutter look. So, like you said, with uh, Bo getting the beard, I don't know if he uh, has hit the gym per se, you know, to change up his, his physique. Uh, you know, so other than the beard, I don't know what else is, you know, different uh, that would separate, you know, his previous gimmick with a new one. I feel you. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But if you were a uh, booker, um, how would you have him uh, come back as? Uh, would you continue him to be attached to the hip with his brother, or you know, would you have him come in as his own man, be a face or a heel? You know, like how would how would you bring him back? I'd bring him back with Bray. Um, they are real brothers, so you've got a real real storyline that you could tell there, right? Um, especially with them having very different WWE careers, right? So Bray could be like, you know what? Like my family's been getting screwed around this place like our whole lives. Like my dad, my uncle, ugh, like Barry Wyndham never got a good shot in the WWE, you know? Oh yeah, I forgot their their, their, their family. Yeah, because uh, IRS married Barry's sister, right? I think so. Okay, I think that's the deal. That's the okay uh, relation. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, then. Yeah. If you're also still, if you're a fancy booker with Bray coming back, do you have him as a face, as a, as a heel, tweener? I book him as a heel. Okay. And let the fans react however they react. So would that be more between them? Um, well, that, that's why I say specifically I book him as a heel. Okay. And so the fans might treat him like a tweener. No different, really, than Austin. When Austin, like, first started getting hot. Yep. He was booked as a heel. Right. But the fans got into it. Correct. Correct. And then they started booking him like a tweener. Right. So, so yeah, I look at it the same way. I'm like, uh, I like the idea of booking Bray Wyatt as a heel. And and then, yeah, if the fans get into it, cool. You can kind of play with it and shift it around. Now, does it, if if he does if he's attacked with both, does that mean both of them get that same or his new group, his new stable? Is that both? Does they all get that same treatment as far as the crowd decide how they want to move with them? Yeah. Okay. Let them all bring the whole stable in as a heel group, if that's the route they're going, which right. with all all the rumors are saying. Um, they're saying they're calling the group the Wyatt Six. Okay. Who they uh since you say he since he returned to SmackDown, what other face group would they uh because the bloodline they already sold things up as like the number one heel group stable. So who would they who would be the face, you know, face group to go against this new wide uh group? That's a good question. I don't know that you need a face group to go against the wide group. Don't you need a villain and a good guy? Yes, you do, but I think, number one, you don't have to have a good guy right away. Okay. I I think you could just bring in the villain and let them do villainous things, 
and then build to needing a good guy. Yeah, because it seems like SmackDown is somewhat heavy on the heels. Because isn't it, uh, is. uh, Ross, another heel that's, you know, the top, I guess, uh, guys, uh, seems like they're all heels. Yeah. Other than, and other than and uh, Elgato de Fantasma, they just uh, debuted on SmackDown last week. Okay. So now you got another heel group over there. Oh, they heels? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because I'm thinking like you only got the the brutes as a face, New Day as a face. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Drew McIntyre can like be somebody's like you know as a triple like you know addition, but other than that, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think you need a, a face group to go against the Wyatt family. If anything. I think it would be more uh, powerful if the deal is the Wyatt family is just destroy, you know, or the Wyatt six, if they're just destroying everything, and like now you've got to put together a group like of good guys that like can help take them on, okay. or maybe it does lead up to a feud with the Bloodline at some point. You got yep. six on five. Right, but then they have to still keep the bloodline together. And they now the teasing, you know, obviously with Sam being in it, like some detention, you know, obviously with Jay. So I mean, they have to somewhat keep them to glued together. Then, yeah, yeah, which I think they could do. Okay, which uh, the Sammy J stuff is hilarious. Yep, uh, just started watching last week's SmackDown. Okay, where uh, <laughs> Roman looks at Sammy, he's like, "Jay's not my problem anymore. It's your problem now." Yes, I saw that scene. I was like, "Yeah, yeah," because uh, uh, yeah, because leading up to Crown Jewel with Logan Paul, he uh, cut the promo stating uh, who was the head of the who, which one was the tribal chief. Yeah, which I didn't understand. Yeah, me neither. I was like, when did Jay ever assert himself as like trying to be uh, number one? Right. Like, I'm like, that came out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> yeah, but teach is on for sure. For sure, they have to start some sort of like detention in the group somehow, some way. I would thought more sensible ways like Jay try to interfere in a match for Roman and then you know, went sideways, but you know, whatever. Yeah, <clears throat> I've worked in like something where like they're all out there in a Roman match and like Jay does something to Sammy that like causes Roman to match, <laughs> exactly. Something a little more, yeah, makes more yeah. sense. Um, but yeah, uh, so yes, um, with Sammy and Jay, definitely, uh, I'm, I'm digging it. Uh, Jay definitely has uh, stepped uh, into the lane, to the, the lane of uh, his own. Uh, I mean, the song puts Jimmy in a weird spot because I mean, he doesn't really seem like to have like anything going behind him to like separate himself now. You know, well, Jay. Jay's the wild card. Jimmy's the more reserved, I guess, one. Yeah, and, and I think the I, I think that's a good play though, because it leaves that question in the back of your head. Well, at at the end of the day, like Jay is Jimmy's brother, so Jimmy's got to side with his brother, right? Or does he? Right, that's true. But then, like, it goes back to a conversation from you know a couple uh, episodes ago in regards to is that old time tale of like who's the Marginetti, you know what I'm saying? Well, the Usos are twins, so I don't even think that comes up. They're like almost no, exactly but, the no, same. But no, but you know, I'm mean, like star power. You know, no, what I, mean? I know. 
But I, I stand by what I said. The Usos are like exactly the same. Can't even tell them apart before like the Sami Zayn thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But now know that there's that separation now. Because we now know who Jay is. Now we know who Jimmy is. Okay, I got you. So like it's sort of, like that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I, you know, hopefully Jay can get in, not Jay, Jimmy can get into his own, you know, so he doesn't get that. Cause if you're a tag team, nobody wanna be a marginality of the group. You know what I mean? No, for sure. You know? I'd argue though, I would argue that Jimmy he separated himself while Jay was out injured. That's what Jimmy was putting on the matches with Roman. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't get hit to the Usos until this whole bloodline thing. So they really weren't. I mean, I mean, I knew I, I knew of them, you know, because they always had like a hundred thousand matches with you know New Day, but I never really went out my way to look for their like promos and matches and all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? No, I feel you. You know, but uh, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, one of the better storylines actually was the beginning of the bloodline. Okay. Because um, it was Roman and Jimmy. Jay was hurt. Okay. So Jay was out. And Roman was basically bullying Jimmy. Okay. And like trying to be like, you need to fall in line. <laughs> and okay. uh, they, they had a couple matches. Okay. Um, that were real good. And uh, but Roman won. And Jimmy finally, like, you know, was like, all right, like, I acknowledge you, but. So, so yeah, no, nah, he, he did his thing for a minute. Okay. All right. But, uh, yeah. Well, um, you know, like, like it was, like I was saying with the whole marginality of tag teams, is there a way that, like, <clears throat> if you could be a tag team, there's another tag team that you'd rather be, like, the Matt and Jeff Hardys or the, you know, of the group instead of everybody either being Sean or Marty? You're always going to be like that. Well, the Matt Jeff Hardy, that's not a good comparison because Jeff Hardy is a multiple-time world champion. But they're still equal in regards to, like, one one didn't prosper while the other one floundered? Um, well, I don't think Matt ever floundered, but Jeff definitely right. prospered more. Oh, because I think he stayed in the WWE longer. But, you know, Matt had his time in TNA, the, the, uh, had that whole delete gimmick uh, where that first started. Uh, the broken mat gimmick, and then you know, obviously, AEW. But I mean, you know, and plus, it seemed like you know, uh, even in and outside the ring, like you know, Jeff was so 50 50. So that's why I'm saying, like, Matt and Jeff really didn't have that, like, one prosper, and the other one just was just like, you know, done for. You know, what I mean, I got you. Yeah, I mean, the dra- well, it's, I still stand by what I say because I'm like, man, that's a, again, Jeff Hardy, multiple time world champion. But more not- personal demons on the outside of the ring. Yeah, so, so that's that, like, they both eliminate each other. So it's like almost, okay. you know what I'm saying? 50 50. Jeff, okay, I mean, not Jeff, Matt really didn't have the, like you said, the illustrious in ring career, but outside the ring, I mean, I mean, he had a couple issues up here and there, but not as bad as Jeff. That's fair. Definitely fair. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I guess when I think of evenly yoked tag teams, yeah, I mean, I feel like most tag teams are, are evenly yoked, especially back in the day. The Rockers are the big example of the drastic fall off, but right. you think exactly. of other tag teams, like yeah, and I guess when you said drastic fall off, it was almost with that whole barbershop uh, promo. It was like almost like a visual to the metaphor. It really was. 
So I think that's what stuck to, yeah, stuck to our brains that much you know, easier. No, for sure. Yeah, you haven't had a tag team breakup like that. <laughs> yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, they, like, if you and Marty, like, and you heard about this segment, you're like, saying to yourself, I'm getting, like, squashed here. Well, what's funny, though, Marty was supposed to be the one that got the big push coming out of it. Really? Yeah. So how was it supposed to go now? Because everyone thought Marty was the more talented uh, of the two. Okay. But Marty was a bigger partier. And that's where he got in trouble. So where were they trying to push him to? Because, well, like, IC title ran? Yeah. yeah, Marty was supposed to have a good IC run. Okay, okay. And then but, uh, what was it, was it going to be for Sean then? Sean was going to have, a like, a just a heel run, but he wasn't, like, Marty was supposed to be the one that was like, all right, we're going to make him the big baby face, give him the IC title. Like, he was uh, supposed to be on his way to being, like, Bret Hart level. Really? Yeah. Like, you... That's why they had Sean turn heel. Like the idea was Marty would get all the sympathy. Okay. All the you know, and be the baby fit. But like it didn't go down like that. Could you One... see could you book Marty being a you know, like a Brett style? Um like a Brett in hindsight, yes. like he, he couldn't have kept it together long. Well, he didn't keep it together. No, well, I was gonna say what's it. But if he could keep his, you know, uh demons at bay, could he have done it? Like I'm just thinking Marty as like a character. Like he really didn't. He seemed very bland to me. You know what I'm saying? So did Bret Hart. What? Before Bret Hart became Canadian, like what was his gimmick? Became Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> you bugging? I mean, he had so much. He had so much personality just in the Hart Foundation. He had no personality. Yeah. Okay. He'd come out, put his hands to the side, and that was it. You bugging? You bugging? You forgot they don't forget they were heels at one point. Okay. Okay. So to be a heel, you have to have some sort of charisma. Not necessarily. Okay. Jack Swagger was a heel. Yeah, I mean, he has some some personality. The that whole uh, we the people thing was was you know brought him to to light. But Zeb Coulter was like the personality there. Zach Swagger just kind of stood there. Who? Zeb Coulter. Who's that? AKA Dutch Mantel. He was um, Swagger's manager when they were doing the We the People thing. Oh, the guy with the beard? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, now, now it's coming, coming back. Now it's coming back. But nonetheless, though, nonetheless, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if, if Marty had the... Well, maybe for that time, like midnight, when they broke up, it was like 94? 92. 92? Okay. I can see... <clears throat> Actually, the breakup might have been... 91 now that I think about it because I'm like Shawn Michaels was a heel at Royal Rumble 92 so that was January okay alright so 91 yeah probably late 91 when they broke up okay alright um I guess during that time Marty could separate himself I mean was he good like that well in the ring to like have decent singles matches yeah I mean I I, I would have to go back and watch his stuff with my current eye right but everything I've read on the internet, they they all said Marty was the better wrestler at the, at that time. Okay. Okay. Because I always thought, you know, they always had, you know, Sean being like the showstopper, blah blah blah. So I always yeah. thought about the tag team that he was the workman, and like, <laughs> you know, Marty was. I don't know if he cut decent promos, but yeah. But uh, okay. Well, I don't remember either of them cutting good promos as the Rockers. Okay. <laughs> 
but Sean really came into his own once they broke up. Right. Well, after that whole um, incident, what did what did they, what the what programs did Marty have after that as a singles guy? He had a brief program with Sean, right? Over the yeah. Aussie title. Okay. Was that a good program? Like the was vindication. You know, no, but I think I think he had already had like too many problems and issues at that point, unfortunately. Okay. And so that's mm-hmm. why we don't really remember it. But I'm like, yeah, outside of that, I don't remember anything else he did a- after their breakup. Uh, I think it was he was pretty much done. Okay. Okay, but yeah, like you. Oh, he you came were... back uh, for the new rockers. Him and uh, oh. Al Snow. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it was like as as what was his name like Leaf Garrett, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, like we've seen with tag teams, and I guess what's in Matt and Jeff. Well, I guess uh um uh LOD they were able to be fifty fifty. Yes, even with Hawks issues. <laughs> yeah, and that was towards more later towards the end of his career. Right, legit, like the twilight, you know, of his career. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of other tag teams that like were able to sustain, equal, you know, equal, you know, res- not respect, but like one wasn't greater than the other. Once you know, yeah. everything was was said and done. Um, Paul and Nash, I guess. Uh, but they all called them a tag team. But they came in respectful. They they won the it's funny they won the tag teams that had more successful solo runs and then became a you know tag team after the fact instead of in reverse get tag yeah. team solo runs after. <laughs> What's now I see do they do that a lot like do you see two successful solo guys and then all of a sudden they become a, a successful tag team after the fact? Um, not a lot. No, I'm like it's definitely happened. Look at uh, rated RKO. Um, but was that sustainable though? Well, sustainable might be a long, uh, 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 yeah, uh, a couple of months though. Term. Yeah. Okay. But I, I mean, Hall and Nash they're... weren't really a tag team tag team. I feel like. Yeah, and um, WCW. You know, uh, they still wrestled more singles. I feel like they were together. They were the outsiders. They were the yeah. NWO. Yeah. But they were. Nash was the world champion. Hall was like. Yeah, but they know. were tag champs multiple times, correct? Were they? I feel like it. I want to say that. Okay. I might have to go to the archive. But, uh, I won't necessarily disagree. Cause it, it, it's, yeah, it just seems like they would be tag champs at one point. But uh, I guess, all right, well, what about um, Rock and Sock Connection? <laughs> I mean, was that sustainable, though? And him and Mankind, they had, they were, I think they were even tag champs, right? At one point? Yeah, they definitely were. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, any other? <clears throat> yeah, it's, that were like successful solo guys, and then became you know. Uh, I guess low key the mega powers. <laughs> you said that was what a two year, uh, program. Yeah. So two years they were correct. Well, for like a year. Oh, okay. Did they did they ever get tag belts? No. Okay, all right. So, but they were always booked main events, though, right? 
Well, yeah, because it was Hogan. Really, just because it was Hogan. Like, he kind of was about to say it's Hogan and Macho Man, but I'm like, eh, it was Hogan. Hogan's gonna be. Yeah, but Macho was the main. Yeah, but Macho was the main event still. Yeah, absolutely. Man. But I mean, it could have been Hogan and Beefcake, and they were still gonna be in the main event. True, and I guess that's another tag team, Hogan and the Brutus. <laughs> that lasted what WrestleMania nine? Weren't they always tag? Nah, because then they have the whole SummerSlam with like against Zeus and. and Macho King? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that, I, so maybe I won't say that lasted just WrestleMania 9, but it's not like they were like tag teaming throughout that whole time period. True that. They true were like that. randomly like team up. True. True, 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 true. Um, <gasps> Who is the toll collector? You, would you, even though Stevie Ray's career wasn't as long as Booker's, do you consider them even Harlem Heat, or was one the Marty out the group? I mean, you'd have to, not to call Stevie, Stevie Ray Marty, but you'd have to call oh. Booker Shaw. Okay. Multiple time world champion. But then, could you really, well, alright, so we were saying, you know, both Sean and Marty, they could be booked to be solo guys, but could, in essence, was Stevie a solo guy? Like, was, was he always, like, a tag guy? Like, does that really disqualify him to be a Marty if he's not really a solo guy? Um, kind of. Okay. Still, still, still never flourished like outside but, I mean, of the tag team. Yeah, but I guess isn't that relative? Because if you only want to be a tag team and not be a solo guy, does that mean you didn't flourish then? I don't know. Did, did uh, Stevie Ray only want to be a tag team? Well, I mean, his whole career, they've been a tag team even before they've been WCW. So I guess leading up to that, it should say that he, and if he didn't have any other solo runs yeah maybe so yeah. I, I feel I, I feel then maybe like they don't get that same jacket you know what I'm saying well okay. I, 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 guys that you know like Matt and Jeff that want you know want single runs after the fact you know what I mean I got you I got you Here, here's an interesting one for you yep Steiner Brothers Ooh. Yeah, I would say, yeah, Rick did singles. Uh, yeah. Well, the dog face grumbling. Yeah. But he didn't skyrocket like the big bad booty daddy. True. But he wasn't relegated to uh, job status neither. You know no, what I mean? He didn't, he didn't have to fight his demons. Exactly. So I don't think so. I don't think with the Steiners. Okay. Because, I mean, you still think. When you say you know tag teams, now I think about the, has the WWF universe ever mentioned the Rockers in like tag team lore? I don't feel like they do. No, I yeah. feel like they want the story. John Michaels was like, hey. yeah, like you would think if you were born like after like 2000, you would think Shawn Michaels was always a singles guy. Yeah, and like marginality did not exist completely. Like they want the story to be like Shawn Michaels' career started with the Boyhood Dream. Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> so, like, wrote Marty out of history, which is so crazy. I mean, now that Triple H is back and he's like a big wrestling historian, you know, aficionado, he might write him back into like history. I think he will. Triple H being back. Yeah. He's already like done some like vignettes and stuff talking about the history of the WWF title. And like, oh, really? and, like it was held by uh, Pedro Morales and. Um, Bruno San Martino and like blah, blah blah he's done a couple they're small video packages yep but just to be like how important like the history of that title is 
Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, that's it. Because, yeah, because, I mean, Marty needs to be, you know, acknowledged. You know, no pun intended. <laughs> I mean, like, even though, like, we see he had his demons and they sort of squashed him uh, with that whole barbershop uh, promo, like, he was still, like, a good wrestler. No doubt. You know? No doubt. I mean, I, I don't, did he get inducted into the Hall of Fame yet? Uh, the Rock, I don't think the Rockers are in the Hall of Fame. I think Michaels is in there as Shawn Michaels, and I think he's in there DX. as DX. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy. Ah, uh, goodness. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll do the right thing. Uh, I don't know if the Rockers go in the Hall of Fame. Technically. For the, for they were one of the top tag teams in the late 80s, early 90s. The tag team specialists. Yeah, I mean, you had them, obviously. You had the Hot Foundation. Uh, you had Rougeau's. You had Orient Express. Orient Express. Uh, what was the Barbarian and Warlord's tag team? Warlord, uh, what were they? Um, shoot. Uh, Pow- Powers of Pain. Powers of Pain. You had them. You had uh, the natural disaster. Well, they were, I guess, mid nineties. Tugboat and earthquake. Um, yeah. So I guess they were after the Rockers' uh, run, but still, initially, still that late eighties, like that was like tag team um, golden time when you think yeah. about it. For sure, for yeah. sure. Late eighties, early nineties. Demolition. Yeah. One of the best wrestling theme songs of all time. Oh, LOD. Not demolition. How did this go? Was it like a. Heavy guitar riff uh, theme song? Yeah, heavy guitar riff was like Here comes the axe And here comes the smasher We're demolition Walking disaster Did you dig them more as a two-man group or three-man group? I think as a kid I dug them as a three-man group Okay But if I were to go back watch with my adult eyes I'd be curious my thought process. Okay. I mean, you know, Crush did his thing. The funny thing is I always knew Crush as the Hawaiian Crush. So then when I was a kid they didn't put two two together that was the same guy in Demolition. <laughs> Shaka uh, bra, bro. Yeah, same thing. I didn't know I didn't put two two together with uh uh Smash and him being the repo man later. Yeah. At you the know? time I didn't know it either, but I, I found out <laughs> Later on that one, but I knew Crush was the same Crush. Oh, really? Yeah. Even with the even with the face paint and the even whole knot. Yeah, because it was the same name, big guy, and same haircut. <laughs> same mullet. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Although I gotta say, my favorite Crush yep. was like martial arts Crush. Was that when he went heel? Yeah, he was heel wearing like black and purple. Oh, before he before they had, he was stable Crush before he was in the. Uh, NOD. DOA. Oh, okay. Yeah. But no, he also was in the nation. Oh, was, I forgot Crush was in the nation. You're right. Yeah, him and uh, what, Savio Vega, I think, were in it. Yeah, yep. With, uh, and then they split off. Yes. They started their own gangs. So when he was in the purple uh, the race wars, you think he was like Kung Fu Crush? Yeah. Okay. Like he was doing kicks and stuff? Yeah. Really? I didn't know he was like flexible. Flexible enough, I guess, for that time period. Was he cutting good heel promos? I don't remember. Oh, okay. You know, but he was managed by Mr. Fuji. Okay. And uh, I don't know why. I just, yeah, that I like, it's funny. I'm like, I don't even remember any matches from that time period other than him and Macho Man. 
<laughs> like, uh, so, Macho Man like hogtied him. What? Yeah, it was. Uh, I want to say it might have been WrestleMania ten. Um, nah, I don't remember Chris me on on a on WrestleMania ten. If it wasn't that, it was somewhere around that time period. Now um, I think I don't remember Crush B on a WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, there's no way Crush wasn't on a WrestleMania. He's at least been on a couple. Okay, okay. All well, right. Let me see. I'm going to ask the Google machine. Yeah. Macho Man and Crush, Last Man Standing match. Ah, oh, Last Man Standing. Yeah, it was Last Man Standing. Um, Wrestle, yeah, WrestleMania 10. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to go back to the archives. Definitely. And because, uh, because yeah, the, uh, I, I, all I remember from that match, and I think it's because it's the only time I've ever seen this finish, yep. was, uh, you know, it's the last man standing. And uh, so Macho Man hogtied, like, crush, like, from, like, a flag post, <laughs> like, pulled him up, like, you know, like. Hilarious. Like, yeah. So he couldn't get up. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Was it a good match? I honestly don't remember. I just remember that finish. Oh. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't think I've watched it since I was a kid, so I was probably like 12. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, I just remember that finish for whatever reason. But I'm like, I do remember as a kid being a fan of Crush, the black and purple and silver and like throwing kung fu kicks. Did you like when they turned tugboat heel? Um, typhoon. I think so. I don't. I don't remember having a strong opinion one way or the other. What about you? Well, I know you said you like wrestling. Not wrestling. Royal Royal Rumble '92. Royal Rumble '92. But in that, like, one of the last yeah. four. No, no, no. They were tag match. Natural disasters against Legion of Doom. What was the one that Hogan threw him out? Like, because he was like, they built it up. I, that was his best friend. I think they that was the year before. I think oh, that was '91. '91, '90. Oh, okay, okay. Which Hogan did win. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, I just remember, though, uh, Earthquake and, and Hogan's uh, uh, program that they had together. Yeah. All the letters <laughs> from the hospital. Yeah, he was like, blood, and they had like, it was like a funeral like for the for him. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. And it's funny, like, to think back as a kid, like, you're watching the stuff and, and you know you don't really understand that it's a work like you kind of understand that it's a work yep and uh and i think that was really the magic of wrestling back then because some stuff it seemed like oh maybe something went wrong like yeah. earthquake just crushed hogan <laughs> <laughs> right on the brother love show yeah oh man that was crazy hogan's like shaking like <laughs> yeah this is would, would you consider Earthquake uh, on some uh, big man? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, his promos was just mostly him, like, yelling into the mic with a lot of spit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, his matches for a big guy, he wasn't like Yokozuna agile, which is so no. great. In retrospect, because I think Yoko was way more than him. But I think Yoko know how to, like, move his weight, you know? Yeah. Well, Yoko Samoan. Right, I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, uh, but I don't know what that has to do with moving your weight. <laughs> I feel like Samoans, like, they're just naturally, like, big people and athletic. Okay. But then again, I, I think maybe Yoko being, you know, with the, the family business, maybe I had more, more, like, ring general 
generalism, I guess, as far as you know how to move at certain areas, you know, around the ring to make it look effective. I feel you. Yeah, he probably grew up in a ring. Right. You know, with Afa and uh, Sika and you know, all the other, you know, uh, relatives. Cause yeah, probably, for sure. So they probably put into his head, like, the WF way of wrestling. Yeah. Where the hard camp is going to be, how the, you know, the rope, how big the ring is. Because I know Earthquake initially was a sumo guy for, like, the a good chunk of his, like, career before he got yes. into Which is so crazy to think about. Yeah. He was the uh, Gaijin sumo. Yeah, I guess really good, too. Yeah. Oh, you want to talk about crazy to think about? You know what I just learned yesterday? Yeah. Big Van Vader? Yep. That was originally supposed to be Ultimate Warrior. Really? Yes. So he wasn't going to come down to the ring and tassels and face paint? No. So how are they going to... So what was the, the gimmick going to look on him? It was going to be the Big Van Vader gimmick with the elephant and all that stuff. Oh, the Mastodon? Yeah. Okay. Ultimate, that if Ultimate Warrior didn't go to WWF, yep, he, he had a he had a, had a deal an offer from Japan, and that really? was the gimmick they were going to give him. So when he was the Dingo Warrior, yep. he was he was negotiating with all three companies: WCW, WWF, and I uh, was that New Japan or all New Japan, New Japan and Tokyo okay. Inoki. Um, okay. And they they had offered him the Big Van Vader gimmick. That's what they were going to have Warrior be. But he ended up uh, signing with WWF to be the Ultimate Warrior, and okay. uh, Leon White ended up becoming Big Van Vader. So, what was Vader before that gimmick? If they were, if the, if Japan gave it to him, like what was he before the, that? That's a very attractive question. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna pull up the Google machine right now, and uh, while we're looking that up. It's kind of crazy to think about, like, if Warrior had uh, gone to Japan and had that gimmick, what would his career and life have been like? Yeah, I just couldn't see him wrestling that style, though. No, I couldn't either. They put on long matches, and well, if you, all right, well, let's say if he wasn't Ultimore, I mean, we we say we'll just take away him running down to the ring, so that saves him some not getting blown up. So maybe that gives him another fifteen minutes in the ring, as far as like, you know. <laughs> Uh, exhaustion. So I guess maybe he could, he could put on their matches then. Yeah, I mean, well, to be fair, Vader was putting on short matches in Japan. I thought, they, was, uh, I thought they were decent length. His very first match there, he beat Antonio Inoki in three minutes. And the place uh, rioted. But he wasn't squashing dudes left and right because, I mean, him and Stan Hansen were having like rumbles, you know, this, that, and the third. Yeah, yeah. But I think for the most part, Vader was squashing dudes. I think that was really? the whole point of the gimmick. And then when he came to WCW, he wasn't squashing. He was he was having lengthy matches though with like Sting and Flair yeah. and Steamboat and all of them. For sure. Okay. For sure. Okay. Um, so this is interesting. Um, so before he was Big Van Vader, yep. uh, his first gimmick was Baby Bull. Okay when he made his wrestling debut in 1985 for the AWA. Oh, I know he wrestled for Gagne. Uh, yeah, Gagne. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Okay, okay. Um, and then uh, after that, he left there and started touring Europe as Bull Power. Okay. And uh, then in 87, he signed to All Japan 
Okay. However, he was then traded to New Japan. They do that? Apparently. Well, I guess it's, well, Baba was still alive, I take it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I think maybe him and uh, Anoki probably had like a somewhat decent rapport. Well, it's funny. Um, apparently, they had a really tumultuous relationship. Right. It wasn't like WCW and WWF, like, you know, Bischoff and Vince. Not quite that bad because, you know, Baba and Anoki both trained together under Ricky Shozan. It wasn't in All Japan was first, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, so this is when I say they had a tumultuous relationship. So, and I, I just learned all this stuff yesterday too, actually. Yeah. Um, so, all, Giant Baba was older than Antonio Noki. Oh, yeah. But they both trained at the same place under the same guy. I want to say his right. name was Ricky Shozan. Right. But Baba, being older and being there first, got the big push. Right. And yeah. he's and he's a big he's a he was the giant yeah basically like the Andre the Giant of Japan. Yes. Yeah. You know, and um he he took over all Japan from Ricky Shozan. Right. Uh and Noki started New Japan specifically to go against all Japan. Oh, so he did out of spite? Kind of. It, it, well, it was a little bit out of spite and also like he wanted to be the man. Okay. Like, and he wasn't going to be the man at All Japan because Giant Baba was. Right. And uh, so, and Giant Baba had like the NWA connections and and all that. Really? Uh, yeah. So All Japan and NWA had. Uh, so what wrestlers from All Japan were wrestling in NWA? Because I thought Muda was New Japan, and that was later. Muda was both. Really? Yes. I thought Muda was. Oh, okay. Muda was both. How long has Muda been in the game for? He said it have been around for a long time. Let's see what the Google machine says. Because uh, I don't remember from the, the 90s as a kid. Yeah, I mean, Gru- Muda, he's going to be retiring next year. He, uh, he's Yeah, he just appeared at Rampage. Uh, not this past week, but the week before. Is he still, like, mobile? Like, <clears throat> putting on decent matches? I don't know what his matches look like. Okay. At Rampage, he did a run-in and misted uh, the House of Black. Uh, hysterical. He's like, yeah. I'm going to show you how they do it the real way. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> did he look in decent shape, though? Like, can he, did he, was he able to walk down to the ring? Yeah, like, yeah. He looked, he looked good. Yeah. Okay. All, right. uh, all things considered. Okay. So, all right. He made his wrestling debut in 1984. Oh, wow. Well, cheers to him. Yeah. Huh. His debut match was against Masahiro Chono. Wow, that's a name I've heard. Uh, yeah, because Chono was in what, NWO Japan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good for, good for that. Well, Chono must have retired by now. He looked like he was so. like two years old in NWO time. Right? <laughs> Seriously. But, uh, <laughs> no, I was going to say real quick, going back to Warrior and uh, that style of wrestling. Did he was he known to be snug in the WWF? Because I was gonna say if that was the case, then I think he probably could have flourished in New Japan. Um. So the only thing I've got to go off of is yeah. a Bobby Heenan story. Okay. Uh, actually, I, I've I've got two things to go off of. One, a Bobby Heenan story because Bobby Heenan talks about uh, on the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD. Okay. Uh, Bobby Heenan said that uh, Warrior had a feud with Andre for a period. Okay. And in the first match. 
he said Warrior came flying in with his clothesline 100 miles an hour like he'd do to everybody. <laughs> okay. And uh, he said he hit Andre with it, and Andre just looked over at Bobby and, like, made a face. <laughs> okay. Warrior came in, did it again. Bow! Andre looks over at Bobby, made a face. <laughs> Third time, Warrior comes in for the big fly shoulder tackle. Andre yep. just punches him straight in the face. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Knocked him out. And uh, looked over at Bobby and said, he'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow oh wow but I mean if it was for that DVD do we take it with a grain of salt because that was pretty much uh, the one and only uh, you know tabloid uh, <laughs> job on somebody that was sold to the you know, public I, I think we take it as truth because one I think Bobby Heenan was just telling the true story but also, that DVD wasn't supposed to be like a, a bad thing. It was called it a self production. Yeah, but but it wasn't supposed to be that. What was it supposed to be? Like it was supposed to be like any other like wrestling DVD. But Warrior like wouldn't work with them on it. Like he wanted like so much money and like this and that. Okay. And so Vince was like, "Well, then forget it. We're gonna change the way the way this goes." So Vince was being petty. Yep. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't think you can buy that anymore, too. I think it's like yeah, been disused off the earth. Benoit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But uh, I do own it. Really? Yes, I do. You better, hold, you better hold on to that. That'd be like baseball card worth type money, like, right? Oh wow. Um, yeah. So funny. Wait, funny wait. side note. Yeah. Uh, me and John Thornhill used to used to watch that. I don't want to say regularly, regularly, but we watched it a couple times. Oh, okay. Just for uh, tickles and giggles. Yeah. You know, watching Warrior promos where he's like, what must I do to prepare? Do I need to lay in the grass and get run over by a lawnmower? Should I be trampled by a thousand elephants? <laughs> do you think, do you, A, do you think that was a, uh, do you think A, the company was in the wrong for doing that? Um, yeah, I mean that's bad karma, if nothing else. Like, <laughs> right. uh, and do you think like do we ever see something like that again? No, uh, because the Vince McMahon era is over. Okay, you don't and, think Triple H can be petty? Oh, I'm sure Triple H can be petty. Yeah. Uh, in fact, he's already proven to be petty. How so? He, uh, depending on how you want to look at it, but he spoiled the uh, Renee Young. AEW debut. What do you mean? So, two weeks before she debuted in AEW? Yep. Um, Triple H put out a thing saying she was going to AEW. Wait, like, just randomly, just like, oh, by the way, she's going to AEW? It, well, he um, he did an interview, I want to say, with Ariel Hawani. Okay. And he, he was like, oh, like, we tried to sign Renee Young, but she wouldn't sign. She must be going to AEW. <laughs> Wow, that's the first because at one point companies didn't say the other companies' names out yeah. in the public. Not only have they said that, they also made a reference to PWG on SmackDown a couple weeks ago. What's PWG? Out in Cali, um, the indie promotion that the Young Bucks started. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, yep. So, what they started, uh, is it something like with the Hardys and what was their promotion? Omega or something like that? Is it like that one of those backyard promotions? Um, it started as backyard, but became like one of the better indies in the country. 
Oh, well, okay. not the world. Really? Yeah. And the young, bucks, the young bucks. Yeah. Well, good for them. I didn't know they uh, had the, you know, minds for business like that. That's how they were able to get involved with AEW and all that on that level. I thought it was because of uh, Japan and Ring of Honor. I mean, that's where they became famous. But PW, it's like, oh no, we've been doing this, like you know, and because uh, they've been running PWG, and uh, mm-hmm. PWG had Ricochet, Chris Hero, okay. Alistair Black, um, Undisputed Era, like Kevin Steen. Um, yeah, it was like all the top indie guys. Did you oh, catch like, any? What's that? Catch any of their shows? No, um, I've seen highlights. They've got some crazy highlights out there on YouTube. Okay. Um, and, and I've got a feeling that's probably the best way to, to consume them is by watching highlights. Oh, oh you couldn't see yourself sitting down for a whole show? I don't know. Uh, but from watching the highlights, I feel like, yeah, it's probably a lot of, it's very indie. Okay. It's very right. indie. And, and you got to understand, like, it's all the top guys, but before they got good. Okay. Okay. So it's like Ricochet, like, kind of botching some stuff. Um, there's a really weird sequence where you've got Tommaso Ciampa, Pete Dunne, um, Jushin Thunder Liger, Matt, Matt Riddle. Uh, I forget who else. I want to say... Um, uh, I almost want to call him he who shall not be named uh, jo- Joey Ryan um, <laughs> but all all those people I just named there's a really weird clip where they all have each other's thumb in each other's butt uh. yeah it's really weird um, uh. I think of all those big names that I just said <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah well, uh, what, why did why was Triple H, uh, Triple H mention that promotion was it he- that was the comment. I want to say it was Michael Cole of all people. It was either Michael Cole or Corey Graves. Where they, um, where they said, um, they were. It was on SmackDown, and they were talking about was it Ricochet against somebody? And they were like, "Oh, like this match hasn't been seen since like PWG or something like that," or. Or like, oh, he got a start in PWG in California. It was something like that. Oh, okay. All right. Now, you a fan of them breaking the fourth wall? Not fourth wall, but acknowledging... Yeah. Things like that? Yeah, because it, it, it's reality. Like, it's not even breaking the fourth wall. Like, right. it's like, yeah, these, these people got their start somewhere. But even though it's like, even though it's an indie competitor, like, I can see them, like... When they mentioned guys being, you know, in wrestling Japan for all Japan for a certain per- this person, that person, I can see, all right, that adds to like the credibility as a performer. But when you're saying like the indie come up in, in uh, promotions, like, is that not really helping them? <laughs> That's helping the indies. Okay. Being like, right. hey, like, this is where this talent comes from. Okay. All right. All right. And, and I think Triple H probably understands you have to cultivate the indie scene. To get okay. good wrestlers, I mean, not, I mean, since he's a throwback to the old school guys, then the names weren't really in the Indies; they were regional well, they were territories, right? Exactly, same thing, just different. Ah, uh, I don't know, because regional territories they perform in every like legit every like 
we seeing guys having storylines and, and you know that and the whole shebang indies is like come and go you know what i'm saying it's like the whole forbidden door you know just guys having matches nothing really being established and on to the next not at Indeed. all. Using NCW as an example, NCW is nothing but storylines, and they've got a year-long format. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> right so, now, I, I'm a, I'm a, you know what? I'm gonna spoil something for our listeners. Okay. I'm about to drop some knowledge, and okay. uh, if you don't want to know what's going to happen at the next NCW show, fast forward like three minutes. <laughs> but um, I'm about to play off of like a two-year storyline at NCW. Okay. Because, Or I should say Osiris is about to. Um, right before the pandemic started, so it was March 2020. Yep. O- Osiris uh, coming off of losing the NCW heavyweight title did a uh, interview in the ring with Atlee Green, who was the NCW color commentator. Okay. And uh, Osiris choked him out and actually ended his career. Oh, that was his uh, farewell, farewell match? Yes, so to speak. Okay. Uh, not e- It wasn't even a match. It was an interview, and Osiris just choked him out. Okay. But uh, with that being said, his, uh, what do you call it, commentary partner? Yep. Yeah, we'll call it commentary partner. Derek Simonetti, he, ever since Osiris has come back to NCW, uh, which was last November, ever since then, Simonetti's been giving Osiris bad looks from the commentary desk. Okay. And uh, at this next NCW show, Derek Simonetti is going to be the general manager for the evening. Okay. Because uh, they're doing a, uh, not a contest, that's not the right term. But, uh, well, there, there's a storyline in NCW for who's going to be the... Actually, they don't call it the general manager. It's the president. Okay. And uh, so they're doing a storyline with, like, I think five different people are, like, vying for it. And it's going to be a legit fan vote. Okay. And uh, it is a legit fan vote, people. It will not be a work, I am told. Uh, which I'm so curious because I'm like, well, things could go differently than expected. Exactly. But, uh, but, but yeah, it's going to be a fan vote. So they're letting each person be the president for one night. Okay. Leading up to the last show of the year. So with Simonetti being the president for the night, his first act as president is going to be a challenge Osiris to a fight. Because he's mad that Osiris beat up and took out his commentary partner. There you go. And he's been giving him bad looks all year, and now he's finally got the power to do something. There you go. So uh, there's that's a two-year storyline. Two and a half years. March 2020 to October 2022. Okay. But has this been shown to the public? Yeah, on their TV show. Oh, okay. All right. What's what's the YouTube channel? Uh, The TV show isn't on YouTube. It's it's like iPay-Per-View. Oh, okay. I want to say it costs like three bucks per episode, something like that. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. All right, cool. Good to know. We'll definitely uh, look into it in the future. Faux show, faux show. Oh, speaking of, not to change topics, but kind of changing topics, but a good segue. Um, I just found out there is an app. I don't remember the name of it, so I'll have to <laughs> remember it for next episode. But it's some sort of uh, like wrestling TV or something like that. 
Okay. And there's all sorts of indie wrestling on it. Huh. The mall process of the country? Yeah. Okay. All right, all right. Someone texted me about that the other day. I was like, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I mean, be dope to see. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to get more info on that for next week. Okay. All right. All right, cool. But uh, yeah, uh, you dropped some interesting tidbits, uh, especially the whole Warrior Vader thing. Right. Like, I did not expect that. But uh, yeah, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, um, man. Trying. Uh, all right, so we discussed uh, Bray returning. Um, oh, you know, there was another big return this week. Okay. Um, I was trying to think of some some cool way to to announce it, but uh, the return of Gallows and Anderson. Ah, <clears throat> Bullet Club. So we're gonna have almost all the Bullet Club members with uh, well, not all, but a good chunk of them. Especially now, you know, you got AJ and um, what's his face, Finn, uh, Finn Balor, yeah. Yes, and they're actually feuding. Okay. So right now it's a uh, bullet club against judgment deck. Okay. What do you think of uh, the rehirees? Um, I'm I'm a big Carl Anderson fan. I'm not huge on Gallows. Okay. But uh, and also I'm not huge on the two of them in WWE. Okay. How come? Um, I I feel like they're at their best in in New Japan. Okay. Where they can beat people up and they can swear. Oh, okay. You think they can work snug uh, in the current promotion? I guess we'll see. Okay. You know, because I'm like, yeah, I guess it's not fair to only judge them by their run with Vince McMahon. Right. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> Since they were AJ at eight faces? Yeah, yep. Okay, so would you prefer them to be faces or heels? I personally like them as heels. Okay. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing some kind of Bullet Club-like group in WWE, but they've got too many heel factions right now, so yeah. I don't know how they make that work. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think Triple H can bring back the... It seems like all wrestlers, when they become a wrestler, for the most part, want to be the bad guy. For some strange reason, do you think uh, it's more fun? Yeah, but I was gonna say, I remember like the way that they were promoting, you know, with Vince, the WF in the '80s with Hogan and Bruno. It was like, oh, and you know, Bob uh, back in like the good guys. Everybody wants to be the good guys. It's sort of once Austin became of uh, you know rise to his fame, it was like everybody wanted to be villains, even wrestlers that want to be heels. So, do you think Triple H can bring back that? admiration for being a face or pretty much everybody wants to cut heel promos and call it a day well I think it all it's based off of society okay in the 70s and 80s you know it was all about the good guy okay I, I think in the 90s we saw a transition um, to more more gray uh, more shades of gray if you will okay um, that's when you had shows like uh, NYPD Blue yep uh, on TV and you know it was it was a show about police officers but it was kind of gritty and you know kind of like the cops weren't they were good guys but they weren't uh, like fully 
good guys, you know? Okay. Um, and uh, I never saw the movie Heat. Okay. But I've seen Kevin Nash talk about um, watching the movie Heat uh, with Scott Hall. And he said Scott Hall was like, wow, like the world's changing. Like you start rooting for the heels now. Okay. And that's when uh, they started thinking about the NWO. Well, not the NWO specifically, but the idea of like being cool heels. Okay. Um, was from that movie with Robert De Niro, who I guess was like a cool heel that you cheered for. Okay. Um, even uh, Silence of the Lambs, I-, I feel like people were kind of a fan of Hannibal. Okay. And, you know, he was a heel. I mean, he was help, helping the baby face, but he was a heel. Um, Dragon Ball Z, Vegeta, you know, he was a heel, but he became baby face. Like, people started, you know, get, getting behind him. So I think that was, like, culture, like, changing in the world in the 90s. Okay. Um, you had the grunge scene, the hard rap scene, like... You know, so I think there's just a, you know, you've got Rodney King, all, all these things going on in the world. So it just shifted. Who's the baby? Who's the heel? And that's why with Austin, Austin was a heel. He was booked as a heel, but he was the baby face because he was the guy like going up against the corporation. And a yeah. lot of people could um, associate with that. Right, and, you know, and it's like and relate to that, and like, yeah, I hate my boss who's making me work overtime, not paying me enough. And <laughs> if, if I could stop a mud hole in him and walk it dry, boy, would I? Right. Um, so yeah, I think that was the shift in, in society. So with that being said, um, if we see another shift in society towards, you know, more heroes, more good guys, which I think everything is on a pendulum. Right. So I think we will get back to that at some point. And uh, people will want the John Cena babyface. But John Cena wasn't really the babyface that everybody like strived to be. He because he pretty much to the fans was not heel, but he was getting booed uh, you know, left and right out of the arenas uh, for the most part. But that's what that that's that's society. So that's what I'm saying. Well, I think. It just wasn't it just wasn't because the character was stale? I mean, the character was stale, but also, like, people didn't want to get behind uh, Goody Two-Shoes like that. People want their heroes to have a little bit of edge. Like, but he wasn't um, Goody Two-Shoes, though. Oh, he was he Goody Two-Shoes. He was on the Hogan Goody Two-Shoes. You know, uh, eat your vitamins, this and the third. Hustle, loyalty, respect? I mean, that's not really a Goody Two-Shoes saying. That's just common sense. sense. That's a good. That's common sense. Yeah. You know, say your prayers, take your vitamins, and train hard. That's common sense. I mean, who? I, I mean, not really because not everybody's training for something. Not everybody's thinking like needs vitamins. Everybody does need vitamins. Everybody should be training hard. Everybody's training for life. But he wasn't as the metaphor. He was legit saying training like hit the dumbbells. Right, but that's what everybody should be doing. That that's how you strengthen your bones and your muscles. <laughs> okay, but compared to hustle, loyalty, and respect, it seems more of like a morality, common sense that you need. You know what I'm saying? Ah, that's on a moral. That nah, that's some goody two shoes. You should have loyalty, and then obviously you should hustle for 
having a roof over your head. Uh, same thing as train hard. Say your prayers. Take your vitamins. It's three tenets. I can say I can see saying your prayers, you know, on a spiritual tip, but I don't really need to have my vitamins and train. But you do. That's how you live a long, healthy life, brother. So, uh, yeah, but people were living long lives before vitamins. They they got vitamins. So they got their vitamins through their food. There you go. <laughs> I can see him say, all right, like, have a balanced meal or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or like, eat some Cheerios or something like <laughs> Nah, no Cheerios. And plus, we all knew what vitamins really meant, you know. Well, yeah, Hogan was taking some special vitamins for sure. But uh, not just the Flintstone chewables. Yeah, but uh, going back, like you were saying, there was so there's so many heel factions in today, you know, and there's so many, you know, will we ever see, I guess, New Day, they will face group, you know, uh, that didn't strive to be, you know, a heels. So I guess they started off as heels. Yeah, that's true. Everyone forgets that. That's true. Briefly, though, right? Yeah, very briefly. Yeah. Um, but I guess you can, I mean, The Rock, he, he was sort of that uh, face that you can get behind towards the end of his career. Towards the end of his career? Well, I mean, I mean towards the, the older he got, he, he became. Like, I feel like he got more heel. Nah, he's more now like a, like a, like, one of those motivational speaker guys when he cuts promos. Okay, okay. Like, now, like, in real life, not in wrestling. Right, 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 right. Because I was going to say, in wrestling, like, he, he was, you know, that, Hollywood. No, but I'm saying that character, though, now, if it's now, like, it's an inspirational guy, when he comes back to the WWE Universe, that's the cut, the promos that he's cutting. He's not cutting, like you said, Hollywood Rock promos anymore. I feel you. I feel it's, you. It's a good guy, motivational. It's basically... Hogan modernizes today's time, I guess you can say. Yeah, that's fair. You know, a, a so, different type of train hard. Say your prayers, take the vitamins. Yeah, it's just not as campy. No, I'm curious if Triple H can bring that back to the forefront with with a new crop of you know youngsters. Maybe. Okay. Okay. It'll be interesting to see. But we also very- see a balance of like not everybody should be like heels. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, wrestling is supposed to be a morality tale, and you need a, a villain and a hero. Right, but do you... I think it should be legit black and white, because uh, we were saying earlier with the whole gray thing, like being in the gray, like letting yeah. the crowd decide. Like, you don't want all wrestlers to have, let the crowd decide. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I agree with you there. Not all of them, but I think right. some of them should be allowed that. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, but not like the... It shouldn't be constant. No, no. Uh, I, it, should, it should be like one asterisk group of guy that's just like in the middle and then everybody else should be black and white yeah I can get behind that <clears throat> everybody's in the middle nobody's in the middle right and I think during the attitude era is where that really like everybody was like in the middle somewhat yes but uh, again I think that's the shift of, of society okay. and it shifted so far and this is why I think we're going to see that pendulum swing the other way because yep. now your heroes are, are heels. I've never watched the show, but I, I've peripherally heard about the show, the, Bo- the Boys. Yes, yes. And it's like all a bunch of heel superheroes, right? But then, the, but they ha- also have gray area in their storylines too. Okay. 
So you well, feel for like the reason why there's such a off offstandish or heelish. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, I feel like Batman. He's a, he, Batman's a baby face, but he became right. kind of not heelish, but he's a little dark, you know. He's a vigilante, so I guess you're gonna, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He's not Superman. He's not Superman. Was cutting, you know, cutting paste. Yeah. Yep. Like Superman is that 100 good guy. You Although know? not even. You ever see um, Zack Snyder's Justice League? No. Superman's briefly a heel in that. Like, for, but why, what's the switch? He, uh, what happens? Because I feel like something happens that, like, ki- kills him. Okay. Then, like, he comes back, but, like, he comes back as a heel. But then, oh. like, he talks to, like, Lana or something, and, like, she reminds him who he is. Oh, okay, okay. So he's more like under like a, a spell almost. It's not like like the light switch on and off type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, all right. So if you were fancy booker of a, a promotion and you had uh, ten guys on your roster, would you split it down the middle, uh, face heel, or what would be your percentage out of ten as far as uh, good and bad? Um. It would probably be three to four faces. Okay. Six to seven heels. That's still a heavy amount of heels, though, compared to faces. It is. What's the reason behind that? Because my faces are going to beat my heels. Ah, okay. And are your heels going to be strong heels or cowardly heels? Uh, I'd have a mix. Okay. I'd have some cowardly heels that uh, I kind of use to, to help get the faces over. So out the seven heels, what would be the percentage of cowardly and strong out the seven? Uh, four cowardly, three strong. Okay, okay. So you want a more strong heel base? Does that mean you you have still four strong heels compared to your three faces? That's cool. Okay, I got no problem with that. Okay, because okay. uh, no, I said four cowardly, three strong. Oh, three strong, four cowardly. Okay, yeah, yeah my bad. No, I'm sorry. All right. All right. That makes a little more sense then. Yeah. Cause, yeah, the math uh, equals up with the faces. Yeah. Cause then my, my faces, they're going to go through those cowardly heels first. Okay. And then they'll go through the, the strong heels. Okay. All right. All right. How about yeah. you, sir? What would you do? Out the, out the five, um, six faces. Four heels. No, no, five and five, but one. How you mentioned earlier would be that uh, that that gray that gray wrestler. Okay. There'll be like four point five and five, and then <laughs> is in the middle. Got you, got you. You know, but uh, do you think today's audience is looking for mostly heels characters? Yes. Okay. I mean, look at Roman. Oh. Roman is so over as a heel. Is it he also hated as a baby face? Right, and that, the thing is, like, is it because villains you're allowed to? Do they are, are they allowed to get away with more stuff? Yes, as a face, a villain. Yes. Ah, uh, now is that a was that always the case, or is that just an issue in booking? No, that was always the case. The, the villains don't have rules. In the ring, yes. Anywhere. 
Okay. But you can still, even if you're a face, you can still have more swag than a villain. You could. You just, guys, is just not unlocking that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really tough to do. It's, uh, you know, um, I, I think, and again, it's a society thing. Okay. Um, for the most part, villains just have had more swag because the baby faces always booked as like, oh gosh, gee golly, shucks. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I mean, not all the time. Um, there's been some some faces that you know made the heels then look like they had that that that, that personality. Go on. Um, hold on. Because <laughs> 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 uh, even Roman, when Roman was a baby face, he was all like, "Oh, suffering succotash." <laughs> now he's a heel. It's acknowledge me. He's got bass in his voice. <gasps> Uh, well, uh, uh, The Rock, I guess. The Rock during his during his FaceTime, he was cutting some uh, promos. Uh, him, uh, what, didn't you say him and Billy Gunn? That whole situation wasn't The Rock face at that point. Yes, he was, but he was, and, and he destroyed Billy Gunn. Yeah, because he was still doing his heel Rock promos. He was just baby face, and everyone's cheering him. But that that so how wait if he's cutting uh-huh. heel promos a baby My face name is Billy. How's that? Yeah, but how's that the same? If he's cutting heel, but then you say he's a baby face, because he, he didn't change the <laughs> character at all. So how is it? Then he was always a heel. Then yeah, he was a heel that people were cheering, at, and they booked him against you know Billy Gunn, who was supposed to be a heel. Billy Gunn was a heel. So it was and basically so, a heel versus it was a heel versus heel then. Yeah, but everyone liked The Rock. Yeah, but book though it was still a heel versus a heel. Ultimately, yes, but the okay. fans chose to like The Rock. Like yeah, The Rock it, didn't change anything about him. He was still wearing his five hundred dollars shirts, five hundred dollars so, shoes. So if you if the fans boo for you or cheer for you, that doesn't mean you're either a face or a heel, though, right? It kind of does. Well, that means Cena was a heel then because they they were booing Cena. Ah, I see the paradox you created here. <laughs> Maybe Cena was a heel. Okay, so that changes the whole thing up. Then that, that people always complain when Cena then go heel. I guess he's always been heel, right? Have the Sosa type of like tip. Yeah, like if everyone's booing you, that makes you a heel, doesn't it? I thought it's the way you're booked. I I don't know. I mean, the- so like if you if you if if if, if you're in a match and you decide that. Well, the ref's not looking, and you hit the opponent with a chair, and you go for the pin and get the three count. That was a heel tactic, or is that yes. a face? That's a heel tactic. That makes you a heel, then. I don't disagree. Okay, but the crowd—if they cheer for that heel tactic—does that make you a face, then? Let's ask Hulk Hogan. Ah, yes. <laughs> Bring so it I guess all Hogan, back around, baby. So I guess Hogan's always been. But wait, well, how many times was Hogan using heel tactics? All the time. Not all the time. He'd be raking dudes on the back. Is that illegal? That's illegal. You can't rake guys on the back. Really? Yeah. We have what I've, I know you can't eye poke. You can't kick to the groin. Yeah. No, yeah. no raking the back. You can't use your nails on someone's back. Oh yeah, but I never said I never heard that as a wrestling rule. Like you can't use a closed fist. I thought those were like the, the rules, but never yeah. like 
raking. Like, you cannot rake back. the back. That is okay. That is against the rules. That's wrestling one on one rule. Wrestling one on one. What are the other rules? Um, can't pull the tights. Okay. Um, Which I was strange. Wasn't you just added for extra grip to pin the person? Yeah, but that's, like, that's an unfair advantage. Really? Yeah. The old, if, you know. And if someone's pulling your tights, how is that harder for you to break kicking out of a pin? All you do is just raising your shoulder. If they're pulling your tights now, they've kind of got you by your clothes. You know, okay. no different than, let's say, you're trying to run away from someone and they grab you by the shirt, you know? Okay. Uh, okay. Like in football. In football, you can't you can't grab a jersey. Okay. So no pulling of the tights. Yep. And because uh, that's like, that's not the person. It's an extension of that person. Um, okay. All right. What else we got? Uh, what are some other wrestling rules? Well, back in the day, uh, in the NWA, it used to be no throwing over the top rope. Really? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Which, uh, it's actually, that's a surprisingly great rule. You dig it? I, I do. As, as a kid, I never understood it. Okay. But now as an adult, I'm like, oh, you've now given... So, so here's the point of rules in wrestling. Yep. You're giving the heel something to, to cheat against. All right. And so the more rules you have, the, the better it is in a lot of ways. Okay. Because um, like with that over the top rope rule, you know, if, if, if the referee's not paying attention, the heel throws the baby face over the top rope, the crowd's like, hey, he cheated. The thing, the ref didn't see it. And yep. it's such a simple thing like that people can be mad about. And vice versa, you can always play it the other way, Eddie Guerrero style, and like the referee's knocked out, the heel throws himself over the top, top rope, referee comes to, sees the heel on the outside, disqualifies the baby face. Ah, he did that in a match? No. Oh. He didn't, but I, I feel like that's if that rule was around, he would. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. So that's why I'm like, yeah, the more rules you have, the more stuff yep. there is to play with. Ah, okay. So how many rules was Hogan breaking the during those time? I mean, I feel like Hogan broke every rule. He'd be raking the eyes, raking the back, punch punching closed fists. <laughs> Nonstop. <coughs> Hogan's whole comeback was against the rules. How so? When he hulks out? Yeah, block the punch. Punch. Block a punch. Punch. <laughs> <clears throat> Point the finger. You another punch. There's three punches right there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, it's interesting then. You know, as far as uh, you know, bleeding lines as far as good and bad, like what determines good and bad. Yes, Hogan was throwing salt in people's eyes. But then Hogan again, they... called Yokozuna a Jap. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, that's probably my favorite promo of all time, WrestleMania 9. I don't care if it's Bret Hart or the Jap. Like, what? Yeah, yeah <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. But like, I guess... I think that's worse than Vince dropping the N-word that time. I guess with, with wrestling, they really never said who's good... Who, like, in wrestling, it's never told who's good and bad. You know what I'm saying? It's just always who you cheer for. Yeah. But then, I guess in the... Behind the scenes, they make the separation between heels and faces as far as, like, heels can't ride with faces... Dressing rooms just down the third. Yep. So, yeah, interesting, right? But um, 
What's going on? In the, you, you mentioned uh, Triple H acknowledging uh, uh, Renee um, being in AEW. What else is going on in AEW uh, in today's? Because it seems like WWE is like going so strong with everything going on. It's clicking. What's going on in AEW? Yeah. Um, let's see. Going on in AEW. Well, Paige, she's there now. Where her new name? Soraya. Or yep. Soraya. <laughs> Um, yep. and, and I'm not even mad at myself about not being too clear because the commentary team has called her different things. Oh, okay. I've gone back and rewound because I'm like, why do I not get this right? And I'm like, because they're called called her different things. Okay. Um. So, but yeah, so she's there now and uh, I believe she's been cleared to wrestle. <gasps> so and she that, had an issue, correct? Yes. Would she get the fused disc thing, like the edge thing? I'm not sure what she did, but and I'll be honest, I'm a little nervous for her because yeah. I'm like the AEW women's roster not that great. Oh, that's, that's still very green. Yes. Uh, and uh, so I'm like, I'm curious to see what she does with who and how it goes. <clears throat> okay. Uh, well, Edge came back from the same thing, so I mean, yeah, and he's been going strong with his neck issues. Yeah. But I mean, he's working WWE style, yeah, and working with guys like Orton and I don't know who else. But well, as long as she with Orton for like a year, as long as she doesn't take crazy bumps, I think she should play be able to play safe and be cool. Well, I mean, last time she got hurt was just a drop kick. Really? Yeah. To the neck, though. It was, it was to, to the, the back. back. Oh, okay. Who gave her the drop kick? Sasha Banks. Oh, really? Yeah. They look like it was stiff? Not particularly. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So it was in the back. Yeah, those back bumps are going to be a little interesting. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but I, and of course, hope nothing but the best. But, but oh, yeah, I'm nervous. Of course. Uh, what else, though, is going down in AEW? Orange Cassidy is the new Mid Atlantic champion. It's my people's nah OC nah not about it <laughs> I, I, I don't understand I, I didn't watch the match I, I still have to I'm behind who do you face Pac okay and I'm like how do you have Orange Cassidy beat Pac I guess you got the US going against um, Great Britain yeah and Great Britain should have won this time <laughs> So that means um, OC has to uh, um, defend the title against uh, challenges from all different places of the uh, world. I believe so. Who are the other international wrestlers that were uh, um, going for the belt? Uh, Kip Sabian. Yeah. Um, some New Japan guys. I'm like Tomohiro Ishii. Um, who else? I feel like the, the belt's only been around for like a month or two. Okay, and, and Pac's been in fact it debuted in August. Yeah, that when they had that what what pay per view was it? Revolve was it Forbidden Door? Forbidden Door, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. All and right. Pac's been mainly defending it overseas, like not even on AEW TV. Really? Yeah, they would show like highlights of, of like his matches. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what else? 
off the top of my head, I feel like that's all the big stuff going on at AEW. They're building to John Moxley and uh, MJF. You think it'd be good pro- pay per view? You think they'll have a good program? I think so. Okay. MJF is money. Um, he looks great. He talks amazing. <clears throat> uh, he's really good in the ring. So yeah, MJF is money for sure. Is uh, has Kenny and the Bucks has the elite returned? No, not yet. Suspension? Yep, still suspended. That's crazy. Suspended without pay or that's a good question. I believe they're suspended with pay. Um, especially okay. since Kenny's been in Japan. Okay. And, okay. Uh, low key promoting the video game. Okay. All right. Um, and obviously Sam Punk is on the shelf. Is Adam Cole back? No. He's been out for a while. He's concussion uh-huh. protocol. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm a little concerned because I'm like, this is a long time to be out. Because that was what, for Forbidden Door as well? Yeah. Okay. But then he also had that shoulder injury, right? Yeah, he had a bunch of stuff going into that. Okay. Uh, so Kyle, o- Kyle O'Reilly's been out with his neck injury. Really? I didn't know he had a neck injury. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly had a neck injury, so he's been out. Was it always, he always had an injury, like a, a neck problem, or was it a particular move he took? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too sure on that one. Okay. But I know he's been out. Oh, um, Bobby Fish, who's no longer with AEW. Nope. Uh, he's not, yeah, he's with Impact, and he's going to be fighting on the Floyd Mayweather card. What Floyd Mayweather card? Um, whatever that next one coming up is. Floyd he's Mayweather's an exhibition? Yeah, like Floyd Mayweather's got a fight in Japan coming up. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, Bobby Fish is going to be on the card. Bobby Fish is a boxer? No, um, but apparently does MMA. Oh, okay. But he's in a boxing match, though. I'm not sure on that. Okay. I- I'm very confused on-, on everything. Okay. So, But I do know he's been announced on the card. And it's okay. funny because they announced him as WWE wrestler. Oh, okay. So hysterical. They acknowledge his uh, AEW time. Right. But was he only there for less than a year? Possibly. Okay. Or maybe just like, uh, I think he was there for a year. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, cool. Cool. Well, uh, hopefully uh, AEW uh, will, will be able to get over the hump of all the backstage shenanigans as of late. Yeah. We need some uh, some peace and harmony over there. I was say, Sammy's suspended too? No. Not only okay. was Sammy not suspended, he uh, main evented uh, that night that uh, Andrade and him got into it. So have we concluded if that was a work or a shoot? Unclear. Um, Andrade, I think, is still suspended. Okay. From that situation and okay. the the rumor and innuendo is that uh the reason why andrade was suspended and sammy wasn't was because when it became physical andrade was the only one that was fighting oh okay 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 he was the aggressor yeah they said sammy yeah. didn't hit swing back or anything which to me i'm like well it's kind of a punk move like <laughs> I, I'm sorry, like, I don't care if it's against the rules to fight. Like, if someone comes at me swinging, uh, I'm swinging back. Right, right, exactly. Especially if it sounds like you're the instigator. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, like you said, hopefully they can get everything under wrap, uh, under wrap, you know, and everybody can move forward in harmonious harmony. They need to get my main man Rodney King over there. Uh, unfortunately, Rodney is no longer with us. Oh snap! Yeah, he passed away. Like I want to say, almost like ten years ago. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Wow. But his message still stays alive. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> can't we all just get along? Like seriously, exactly. Uh, so NXT Halloween Havoc is this Saturday, the twenty second. Okay, okay, lay it on me. What's going down? Um, Braun Breaker against uh, I'm forgetting his name, but he's uh, I want to say he's a Scottish wrestler or British wrestler. That uh, what's his name? Is it Grayson Waller? Uh, no, 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 no. Um. Uh, it'll come to me later, but obviously he's the main event match. Uh, what are the other stipulation matches? Brut, not Brutus. Um, what's his brother's name? Creed. Uh, uh, this Brutus Creed and what's the other Creed's name? Uh, I don't know. I just know that the Creed brothers. Right. The taller one is facing Kemp uh, in a match. If he loses, that means. His brother Brutus is like no longer part of NXT. It's a, it's a weird like loser goes home match, but it's for his brother. Crazy. Side um, note. Yep. Um, it's a triple threat match uh, for the main event at Halloween Havoc. Oh, it is. Yeah. Ooh. It's Braun Breaker defending against Ilya Dragunov yeah. and JD McDonough. JD McDonough. That was a yeah yeah yeah. Oh okay yes. Okay. And what's the stipulation aside for the triple threat match? Um, that's it. Okay. Just, yeah, triple threat match for the title. One of them is like one of it's like the stipulation of one of the matches is that wheel thing. Uh, Spin the, the wheel, make the deal. Yeah, no, but the one that they always do at Halloween Havoc. Spin the wheel, make the deal. I thought it was a different name. It's spin the wheel, make the deal. It's not like the death wheel, or nothing like that, or no. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Oh. And apparently that is going to be Apollo Cruz and Grayson Waller. There you go. Yes, because they've been feuding for like three, four months now. There's a few spin the wheel, make the deal matches on here. Yeah, isn't that what Halloween Havoc is known for? That's like for the stipulations. They only did that one time, and that was Sting and Jake the Snake. Really? Yeah. That going to, during WCW, that was like the that was why I was called Halloween Havoc, and they always had the 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 logo of the giant wheel. That's so funny. Um, that was only that one time they did that. And it wasn't during the Halloween Havoc where they had Kevin Sullivan's um, ghoul gang like attack people? Uh, that could have been. Okay. We're like the mummy and like Brutus with the Zodiac Man and all well, the other Well, the one where he was like hump, humping Hogan, I feel like that was like I don't think that was a Halloween Havoc. Oh, okay. But I... I always thought Halloween Havoc for WCW was always in October. Like, that was the end yeah. there in your house pay-per-view for them. Yeah, Halloween Havoc was always in October. Oh, okay. All right. All right. But, um, but yeah, it's funny. I'm like, that's been the wheels just that one time with Sting and Jake, Jake the Snake. What was the stipulation for that match? It ended up being a coal miner's glove match. And well, how, how do you win? Um, so kind of a weird stip- stipulation because uh, it was basically you win regular way. 
Okay. Um, the the reason why it's a coal miner's glove, there's a coal miner's glove on a pole. Okay. And if you got it, you could use it. Oh, okay. Oh, as a weapon? Yeah. Illegal? Yep. I take it the glove's supposed to be like the equivalent of like brass knuckles? Exactly. Ah, okay. All right. Okay. Oh, it's the heavy coal miner's gloves they needed to whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Was it a good match? Um, I only remember the finish. Oh, okay. All right. Which uh, the finish was Sting going weird. over. Yes, Sting went over. Um, Sting climbed up to get the glove. Yep. Jake left the ring to get the snake. Yep. Um, Jake comes in with the snake. This is when he had the cobra. No, I didn't know he had a cobra. <laughs> yeah. Remember, okay. he had a cobra also when he attacked Macho Man. Oh, yeah, and the WWF. Yeah, yeah. yeah Damien that did that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, in WCW, he came with the Cobra. Okay. And uh, so he gets in the ring with the Cobra. Sting's got the glove. Sting punches Jake with the glove. Okay. Jake, like, goes down and the snake bites Jake in the face. What? And Sting pins him. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. They, he, like, they show the, fo- they show the shot of him getting bit in the face. First yeah, of all, yeah. Kudos to the snake trainer for having that happen because, like, the snake, you know, it, it, it has its own mind. So, it's like, I'm gonna just, you know, squirm out the ring if I have to, <laughs> right? I'll find me some grass or something, some grass, <laughs> or something to eat <laughs> for real. But they were able to train, like, at least with Macho, that man, they had the the snake's head like legit facing that Macho's arm. Like, the only snake could be like, all right, well, I'll do, so, I'll just open my mouth or do something. Are you saying like this? Like the snake was able to find his face and just latch onto it. So Jake had it in his hands. Oh, okay. I thought he was knocked out and like the snake like squirmed over to him and bit him. No, in the no, face. no. It's in his hands the whole time. Oh, okay, okay. And so he just basically aimed up and bit him on the cheek. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's still kudos to Jake and Macho Man because like if somebody told me in the back like this is what's gonna happen, you got to let this. First of all, I would hope that all the venom was going out the snake. Like, I would yeah. see pints and pints and pints of, like, snake venom just, like, from, like, 30 days in advance. Seriously. Which, I, I don't know if you remember when Jake and Macho Man did it. Uh, one of my favorite things is Vince McMahon. That snake better be devenomized! <laughs> now nah, I remember, but... Yeah. Yeah, right. And I would hope, like, they would have, like, vials of anti-venom just in case I, like, have a sneeze or something. Right. Like, give me something anti-venom like after that. <laughs> Seriously. I would not be able to go to sleep because I'd be like, if I, if I, I hope I wake, wake up again. Did you ever watch the, um, either the whole show or the clip? I haven't watched the whole show, but I've seen the clip of Jake okay. the Snake on uh, Joe Rogan. Nope. Jake the Snake was a guest on the Joe Rogan show mm-hmm. and he talks about um, doing that with the Macho Man. Yep, and he said Macho Man made in the back. Macho Man made Jake get bit by the snake oh, before the, they went out there. I would too. <laughs> if you'll kill over and die first, then I know it's good. Yeah, yep. And, and Jake was talking about how horrible of experience it was. Jake's like, at least when you're out in front of the crowd and doing it, you got the adrenaline going, and it's you know you're doing this with TV and money, right? He's like, this is just in the back. And Macho Man is like, you better have that thing bite you first. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Right. That's crazy. And um, when he bit Macho Man, all right, so at least for the Sting thing, 
It was an amazing pay-per-view for WCW. The Macho Man, was that a pay-per-view or just a regular? Wow, that was yeah, that's even worse. <laughs> we, we, we're doing a WrestleMania, like, so I know my payday is worth the the hassle. Right. You know, for the hospital bill that I might have to fork over. <laughs> Seriously. Yo, that's crazy. Could, could you see guys doing gimmicks like that going in, in today's day and age? I'd be at, like, a place like GCW, maybe. No, but I'm talking about WWE. Nah. Okay. They don't even do blood anymore. You think they'll come back? You think we'll see no, color? I don't think so. Okay. I think, because uh, Triple H talked about that. He said, it's a different time, different th- day and age. It's not needed. You don't think so? I think it is. I, it went done right. I, I think it, it got overdone. Okay. By who? Everybody. Okay. But I'm like, when it's done right, and I go back to WrestleMania 12, Steve Austin and Bret Hart. Uh-huh. Um, was that 12 or 13, actually? I think that might have been WrestleMania 13. Well, when Steve um, comes out? Yeah. Okay. Just that pool of blood on his face, like, when he passed yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, in theory, because wrestling, when you have, like, guys, like, full, face full of blood, like, hey, first of all, like, if your adrenaline's pumping, like, the blood is going to be splurting nonstop. You can get pretty much pass out from, you know, lack of blood uh, going through your system. You're not going to get stronger. So, yeah. it doesn't sort of make sense. But I'm like, well, that's why when done right, like, for that finish, that, that made sense. It worked. Yeah, you're supposed to be weak when you bleed. Right. So, so, well, I guess I would look at it two ways. And this is why that finish worked so well. Uh-huh. Because I'm like, it, it was like draining out of him. Because I'm like, oh, you could get that rush of adrenaline when you first see your own blood. True. But I'm like, I feel like if that's the case, it's got to be that rush. You hit your thing. thing right. Over. You like 45 minute matches and you bleed the first 10 minutes in. Yeah. Like that, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, because, like, Flair was known for, like, having those hour matches, but he's, like, 30 minutes just bleeding. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it make a whole lot of sense. Like, if I'm bleeding for 30 minutes, like, I'm going to be, like, tired. Like, be like, all right, I need to go to the hospital because I want this blood to stop. For real. You know, but I'm so surprised that they're still, you know, with the whole, like, you can catch thing in your blood. I'm surprised that's still, like, even on the indie scene, like, guys are still willing to cut themselves. Nah, I feel you. I, I mean, wrestling's a, a weird, crazy world. Yeah, and uh, and it's a lot of monkey see, monkey do. True, 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 true. But uh, yeah, Halloween have it is looking for NXT is looking like a, a good card uh, this weekend. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, I'm looking at the card now. They got a ladder match on there for the uh, North American title. <laughs> What was the other the other Creed brother's name with that him and against uh, Kemp? Uh, let me find that. Oh, here we go. Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp. That's it. Yeah. In an ambulance match. Right. But I think if he loses, like his brother can't wrestle for NXT no more. Let's see. Um, NXT premium live event. Diamond Mines implosion started with a ride in an ambulance, so it seems fitting that Julius Creed and Damon Kemp will collide in an ambulance match at NXT Halloween Havoc. All right, so following Julius's win over Duke Hudson on the October 4th edition of NXT, Kemp raised the stakes even further by declaring that if he wins, then Brutus must leave NXT. 
There you go. So it's, it's like a two-on-one stipulation. Ambulance match and loser brother leaves town. <laughs> right? <laughs> wild. And also wild that Damon Kemp is like still going strong. And you're telling me his brother, uh, George, uh, uh, Gabe Stevens? Gabe really, yeah. Do, are they really legit shoot brothers? Yeah, yeah, they are. Even with two different last... Well, I guess Damon Kemp's is a uh, gimmick I name. So what, I yeah, that, I think that's his work name. Oh, okay. All right. All right. But yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, uh, isn't this month or is November Crown Jewel? Uh, November. So they're doing Crown Jewel and Survivor Series? Yes. So what's first? Survivor or Crown? Crown. And is Roman double main event uh, headline of pay-per-views or is he just doing Crown Jewel? So far, we only know he's doing Crown Jewel. Okay. Okay. Are you liking the build-up between him and Logan? Um, it's been interesting. <laughs> okay. The uh, like it's kind of out of nowhere, right? Um, and then but like Logan, big... what's that? Oh no, I was gonna say they, get, they need to have a celebrity match for you know the crown jewel crowd. Yeah, and, and I guess Logan's trying to sell his energy drink out there. Oh, okay. Uh, in- initially, this is what the rumors are saying: it was going to be Roman and uh, Strowman. For Crown Jewel, would you prefer that? No. Okay. So I'm glad they're not doing that. Okay. Uh, Too early for Strowman. Yes. Okay. But uh, I guess Logan Paul had the availability on his schedule, and he's been trying trying to sell his energy drink in Saudi Arabia. Okay. So um, he's contacting WWE. Uh, I want to say it's called Prime. Have you? I think you haven't tried it yet. I have not. Okay. Do they sell it in there anyway, yeah, neck of the woods? I think it's available at Walmart. Okay. I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, but I have heard that it sold it in Walmart. Okay. All right. All right, cool. And uh yeah, I don't know if it's because it's newer, so I haven't seen it yet. Like, is it not gotten around here? Because I, I think it's in all the big cities. Okay. Okay, but um, but yeah, so he's you know doing major synergy with his energy drink, and so they wanted to uh, he he wanted to get over there for Saudi Arabia, um, and really push market that, and uh, so that's why they're going with this match. Um, you know, actually, we're going full circle here. Mm-hmm. Logan Paul is being booked as a babyface, but the crowd is booing him. Really? Yes. I thought when he was when he cut the promo on uh, Roman, he, he, the crowd was behind him. Nah, the crowd's booing him. Oh, okay. You sure? I, 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 it's not mixed. Uh, it's mixed, but okay. it's more booze than cheers. Okay. More booze than cheers. Well, it'll be a quick program. Yeah, after yeah. crowd was pretty much it. For sure, for sure. Because yeah, it's been kind of weird. I'm like Logan Paul kind of you know I think he's still trying to figure out what his place in wrestling is but at least the program's still helping the whole Jimmy and Sammy story yes that, and that's a positive of it absolutely that, that's been some of the best stuff on TV right so you know they, they're working out between that few that little they have a little small story in, in between that yes uh, in fact I just started watching last week's Raw yeah I think it was last week's Raw um, and 
I, I think Sami Zayn during the Roman Reigns entrance yep. is my favorite thing in the world right now. Okay. Sami Zayn goes hard in the paint on that entrance. <laughs> yeah, well, he's like Shaq Diesel in 96. <laughs> Unstoppable. Like, he's just getting down. He's headbanging. Legs are up in the air for some reason. Arms flailing. Everything. What do you, what do you think of the newest member? Solo. Solo. I like him. Okay. Um, I didn't watch his NXT stuff, but uh, I'm digging him. Um, see it, seeing him now with the group. Okay. But uh, I don't like how he dresses. What do you mean? Like barefoot with like shorts. Well, it's almost like a throwback to um, you know, his, his father, yes. uh, uh, even um, Umanga. You know, for sure. But I'm just like. I, I don't feel like that fits. I'm like, he's a street soldier. Isn't that what his name is? True. Like, you're not walking barefoot. You're, you're not even walking barefoot with slides. You're going to wear socks with your slides. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess maybe give him some time so they can, maybe he can get the wardrobe down. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe they're not. Maybe maybe they think it's not going to be a, a, a forever thing. So they're like, might as well still keep you as your original self, just in case they do disband relative, you know, before or after Mania. That's fair. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do go with Roman and The Rock at Mania. Yeah. Like, how does that split up the family? Yeah. And all, yeah. Yeah. Which The Rock, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but The Rock kind of made a little bit of, uh, I don't know what the word is. I don't know if tease would be the right word. <gasps> okay. But um, he was asked in an interview, who is the head of the table? And The Rock said it was himself. Oh, okay. He was like, I set that table. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm still the head. Well, could you, with his, obviously his busy schedule, could you see, like, say he went, over at Mania, but then he gave, uh, you know, Roman the, <clears throat> the the you know the the rematch, you know, get, and give giving Roman the W for like SummerSlam or something like that. Or do you think it's a, a one and done for the Rock schedule? I think just like the Usos finisher, it is one and done. Okay. Because in theory, like if if you know for the fans, they they can make this really good. Obviously, you know, he has a part-time schedule, but they can still, you know, make it enjoyable that it doesn't have to be a one-and-done thing. You know what I mean? I feel you. Yeah, and a lot of that's going to depend on his schedule. Yeah. But uh, I think I think they could make it really enjoyable. Uh, once they... If they know for sure that the Rock, Rock and Roman are fighting at Mania, yep. I, I would start that sort of thing now. Like, you don't have to have the... What's great is with the world we live in, you don't even have to have The Rock on wrestling to promote it. Nope. So The Rock, he can just be doing his Hollywood interviews and all stuff, and he could just be talking about it all the time. True. True. But I also know they... What's tough is, you know, you've got other shows before then, so you want to build those? They can just do it at the Rumble. For sure. There's a lot of ways to go about it. That Yeah, that's true. And the big question, will Roman be the champion going into that match? Um, 
Well, he he already went through Drew, so that eliminates him. Yep. Next, you have uh, either Carrion or Bray. Between now, so like, say if he does do for Survivor Series, you can either put one of those two guys there. Then you got Rumble, put either one of those two guys there. And then after Rumble, lead into The Rock. Okay, so you do keep Roman as champion. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Then but here's my next question. These good programs for those, like, those, those months. Yeah. But then here's my next question. Yeah. Who wins the Rumble and what do they get? Hmm. Yeah, because always the 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 win of the rumble goes to the goes to the championship. Yes. <gasps> Ever since nineteen ninety three. I don't know. Do you have the Rock come as a rumble uh, uh, intimate, uh participant number thirty? Interesting. Does the yeah. Rock get booed when he eliminates Cody Rhodes? Is Cody going to come back from his injury? Yeah, he hasn't been, he's been still out with his uh, chest injury. How yeah. long does that really take to, to recover from? They're saying six to nine months. And has it, has it been at least three months he's been out? I think so, because that was like a month after Mania, I feel like. April, right. May. It was before SummerSlam, correct? Yeah, definitely before SummerSlam. Before or after Backlash? Uh, was it at Backlash? I think you. I think it might have been. No, yeah, it was a cage think, match against him and uh, Rollins, correct? Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it was backlash. Yeah. So that would have been like May, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. So it's been five months. So yeah. All right. So if I'm fancy Booker, obviously uh, you bring back Cody during the Rumble. That'd be perfect timing. Yep. Uh, crowd be on their feet. You know. Uh, you can make even like Cody like. Uh, what entry would I put him in as that to keep the, the the crowd hot? Maybe like twenty five. He'd be you know the twenty fifth guy coming in. Okay. And then I uh, have him be one of the final four. Obviously, the Rock would be if I had brought him back number thirty. So that's two right there. I would probably have Drew as a final four contestant, and maybe the Almighty. Okay. Uh actually, nah, nah, scratch that. What's Brock's schedule? Is he done? Done? Nah, um, I didn't see it, but I heard Brock came back on Raw. Okay, I would have Brock as a final four. Cody, The Rock, obviously, and who will be the third person? The fourth person. <sighs> maybe, maybe, maybe your man. Uh, Carrion, just uh, and then uh, yeah, let the let the, the 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 table go with the Rock becoming victorious out those those four. Okay, okay. Does the Rock get booed? Why would he get booed? People might not want to see a part-time guy coming and win the Rumble. But if they know he's going against Roman, why would you boo that? That'd be crazy. <laughs> Matter of fact, nah, not not Carrion. I would be bringing uh, Cena as the final four. So you got Cena, Brock, Cody Rose, and Brock. Who's eliminating Cody? At that, I just let the universe take control at that point. Because <laughs> I'm like, whoever eliminates Cody is getting booed. But I'm just saying, do you really think he's that old with the fans that people would boo him? Yeah. 
Really? Cody's really like he, he's that over? That pop at WrestleMania and I was there live for it. That's because he was an AEW guy coming in. I think that I think that that car shine that car uh shine is like lusted off now. Now he's just a regular WWE guy. Well, he's out hurt though. Yeah, that's true. So people always like when someone comes back from an injury. True. Right. It also depends how well Black Adam will be doing the box office the, the Rock's like Holly, uh, you know, fame. I feel you. You know, That's definitely gonna play a part. Right. If he had, because that also drops this month. Uh, so, yeah. But like I said, you need you need the Rumble Final Four to be like, oh, who's gonna take it? What's gonna happen? I agree with that. So, I definitely agree with that. Which they sort of floundered last year. Was it like Bad Bunny and Shane McMahon were like the final? <laughs> <laughs> is that what is that what happened last year? I think so. Something like that. That's how Shane got fired because like, he put himself over. Yeah, I mean he didn't go over in the Rumble. No, but uh, he was like one like the last like yeah. To be in it. it was like him. Was it Brock? Like I'm even trying to think. I'm like because I'm like, did Brock win the Rumble? I think so to go against Roman. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh but yeah, I feel like it came down to like Shane, Brock, Bad Bunny, and Drew McIntyre. <laughs> crazy like that. Yeah, and, and since oh, I, oh man, if I was fancy booker, like all right, so if we have the tension with the bl- whole bloodline, right? And uh-huh. say like, say like Jimmy's on the house and he's like, I can't take this no more. Then he goes and contacts the rock. And that's how you bring in the Rock as like the final thirty participants. So you have like Jimmy's Bloodline music as like number thirty, but it's the Rock. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Like bringing like the tribal, you know, the, the the head guy down, you know, and then that you know, he wins, sets up, you know, Roman. So you have the Bloodline split in half. You got, you know, it's like NWO black and white, NWO red. Okay, okay, I got you, I got you. The only thing is, how many members are in the bloodline? Five? Five, including seven. Yeah, it's odd amount, so you need to somehow make it even. Well, I guess it would be even, because once you bring in The Rock, now you've got six, so you could do three on three. There'll be Jimmy, Rock, and Solo with, uh, yeah, against Sammy, Roman, and Jay? I mean, and Jimmy? Nah, no, that would make sense. Wait, all right, so, I mean, Jay... Rock. It would have to be Jimmy, Sammy, and Rock. No, I thought, Jay's the one that, I thought Jay's the one that keeps on getting barked on by Roman. Right. Right, so wouldn't he be the one that'd be like, I'm tired of this. I'm okay, gonna... I got you, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll see where you're going now. Jay, The Rock, and Solo? So, yeah, yep, I can see that. Okay. And then Jimmy, Sammy, and Roman. Interesting. How would you bring, the only thing I would think of, how would you bring Solo to that side? So like he, his alliance is like pretty much in the middle. Yeah. Well, I guess at the end of the day, they're brothers, him and Jay. All three of them are brothers, though. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, uh, it's tough to break up Jimmy and Jay. Unless you already break up, you have Sammy go back to Kevin Owens, then it's even again. That could work. So it'll be uh, The Rock and Jay against Solo. No, that's it. Wait, uh, no, hold up. So- Wait, The Rock, Jimmy, and Jay against... No, Sammy goes with Kevin. Now you're uneven again. Yeah, so yeah, so you need Sammy in there. Unless, uh... 
unless you have Jimmy and Jay together with The Rock and you have Sammy Solo and Roman. So, you know, you have the, the reformation of the Usos again the, as a tag team tandem. Yeah. Like, Roman's like, oh, both of you guys are against me. And then I, he's like, right, I'll keep Solo and Honorary Us. <laughs> That, that could maybe work. That could maybe yeah, work. Do that, Amania. That'd be interesting. Winner takes all of head of the table. No, no, doesn't even have to put the belts on the line. Yeah, like, yeah. I, think, I think the head of the table would be more prestigious than the belts. Oh, absolutely. Which is all crazy when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess we we just figured out. You don't you don't have to have the belt on Roman at this point. You can take it off of him before then. Because this match doesn't need to be about the belts. This match can be about who's the head of the table. Right. But, well, still, how would you bring in the Rock, though? But still, bringing him in a, a Rumble would be the best point, best way. Outstanding that main event match because Roman has to fight. Well, that yeah, because, no, he has to fight. <coughs> he has to be at the Rumble because whoever the winner at the Rumble is the, has to go against the, the champ at Mania. But if Roman's losing the belt before Mania... That's true. Both belts? Sure. Against he already beat Drew, so would you have him lose it to Carrion or Bray? I or mean, Bray? Ooh, that's tough. Not Braun. For sure okay. not Braun. No, no, not Braun. I said Brock. Oh, Brock. Yeah. yeah, yeah not yeah. Brock either. Okay. Um, I would uh, that's tough. I'm like, my bias, of course. I'm like, put it on cross right away. But uh, then yeah, who, who and cross and Cody at Mania? That the, might be a pretty good match. But the head of the table match will overshadow that. Like, nobody. Oh, no question. If, no if, question. Like, uh, what was the, the Rock and Hogan, WrestleMania 18? Like, pretty much overshadowed <laughs> Triple H and or Jericho. Yeah. But the head of the table match is going to overshadow any match you do. That's true. That's so, true. So you just got to understand that going into it. That's and true. That might be the reason to do Cody Cross because I'm like, then you've got the excuse of. You know, well, you had to have the table match. That was going to overshadow anything. Yeah, but that would just suck for those two because they know in the back of their head, like, their match is not going to be the, the one that people could be talking about. But anybody that's in that match is going <laughs> to have to do everybody on that show. You think they could You think they could steal that match, though? If Karen and Cody had that, you think they could steal that match? Or is that a t- tough task? It's a tough task. Um, if anybody could do it, it would be those two, uh, because the program and story they would tell going into it would be beautiful. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking about this right now. Yep. Yes. This this this, this is what needs to be booked. Have Cross somehow beat Roman. And okay. It, it could be screwy. It, you know what? Yeah, dusty finish. Yeah, some kind of dusty finish. Ha- have Jay interfere even. And yep. he can be like, just like my dad, I did it for The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, so now Cross has the belt. Okay. And, and Roman's on a, on his path to The Rock. Roman can be, you know, just dealing with the bloodline fallout. Okay. Um, Cody comes back at Rumble. Okay. Cody wins the Rumble. Okay. And now it's going to be Cody Cross at Mania. And the story... Okay. It is Cody is coming back for redemption from injury and, okay. and to win the title that his dad never had. Okay. Now, the story. What's that? No, I was gonna say I was gonna I was gonna say put a feather in that idea. Just hold on to it. Yeah, yeah. But 
Save you had obviously we still keep Cody, but you had Bray take the belt off of Roman, and you had Cody and Bray going to Mania. Which one? Who? Because I see Bray and Cody being more creative minded compared to Karen. You know, I think they're both equally creative minded. Karen's a really creative guy. He is. Yes. Okay. Um, Watch any of his, watch his YouTube stuff. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. very very creative interesting stuff and uh, and even like some of the stuff he's doing in WWE now they're starting to do some vignettes that are closer to like his YouTube stuff what is his YouTube stuff give me an example yeah um, so his YouTube stuff his whole thing is he's the toll man and uh, everybody must pay oh. the toll yeah oh okay okay um, and he does that doesn't really make any sense because there's no more tolls in, in the country. <laughs> Everybody got easy passes. So <laughs> that don't make no sense. Like, kids are going to be like, what, what does he mean by toll, man? Right? <laughs> he, he, he's the toll man and everybody must pay the toll. That's good. That's like me saying I'm the rotary telephone man. <laughs> like dial 911, you know, dial M. Like, we don't have rotary phones no more. Like... <laughs> Well, well, two things on that. I would say, uh, n- number one, I- I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. What did you do back in the rotary days when when there was an emergency? I, you know, like you're like, yeah, pretty much nine. Like, yeah, operator send a you know ambulance to your residency, but yeah, yeah, like that's so crazy to think about, like how long that would take to dial nine one one. Yeah. Or uh, now I'm thinking about would you do a WrestleMania 2000? Have like a triple threat uh, t- heavyweight title match with Karrion, Bray, and Cody? Only if the belts were going to be split beforehand, which you could what do, you, do. What do you mean? Like, so right now Roman's the undisputed champion. He's got both belts. Correct. If they did something where like the belts got split up beforehand, so Cross has one and Bray has the other, yep, and then Cody wins the Rumble and he's like, I want both, yeah, to be the undisputed, yeah, Solidate. okay, yeah, similar to like when um, Rockin' uh, Stone Cold and Jericho beat them both, yeah, yep. <clears throat> now, could they tell a story with three people or would that get too messy? No, they could definitely tell a story with three people, especially those three. Yeah. Because you've got family history between Cody and Bray. Why was Dusty really going to <laughs> I'm sure at some point they must have crossed paths. Well, I know probably with um with, with Barry Windham. Yeah, Barry Windham, I was gonna with say probably. Yeah. Did he break and, and, and isn't Barry Windham's father Blackjack Mulligan? Yes. So I can see that yes, I can see that correlation. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, yeah, didn't in fact, yeah, I'm like, didn't Wyndham break Dusty's arm? I think so. Yeah. So I'm like, so you so yeah, we they there we go. We, I'm like, okay. good family history. Okay. Um, but, but oh are we are we are we is Bray coming back as the fiend Bray? Like what do they know what he wants to like you said the promo that he cut at the end of SmackDown. Was he in character? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not sure. Personality, well, we got to see like Cape Fear, Bray Wyatt, or we can see The Fiend, you know, Firehouse Fly, Bray Wyatt. Like, I well, like Cape Fear, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. 
But I feel like at this point we need something. There. I don't think we're gonna see the fiend. Okay. Um, but I, I'm like, it'll, I don't know what we're gonna see. But I'm like, because I feel like it needs to be something entirely different but similar. Okay. Okay. But and then like, you got Cody, and then okay, and then Carrion. What Carrion's like? Like the audience want to gravitate towards with him for like with the, against three. I, I think his story would be he is the. Um, kind of the, for lack of a better way to word this, I'd say he's the end of the road. Like you know, he's he's here to ruin Cody's dreams okay. of, of getting the title. You know, and, and he's here to to stop Bray Wyatt's madness. Ah, okay, okay, all right, all right, yeah, I can see that all happening. That'd be dope, right? No, and, uh, and the vignettes and things leading up to it would be sick. Yeah. Yeah, who would you uh, have go over, go over at the at the at the end at Mania? I mean, if it's for my enjoyment, it's for Cross. But okay. I, I think if I'm booking it for the people, I'm having Cody go over. Okay. All right. And then after that, do they disperse into their own promos, or do you continue all three of those guys going into Backlash or SummerSlam? You know, one up in each other. Actually, you know what? Yep. I'm retracting. I'm like, I'm not having Cody go over. Okay. I'm having Cody lose. Okay. Because I'm like, I'm going to tell a longer story there. I'm going to have Cody get the belt back the, the next year. Yeah, because I saw achievements in him. Like, all right, he comes back at the Rumble. Uh, that's, he's been off the, on the shelf for that long. So you got from the Rumble to Romania, is usually in April. So that's what, like three months. And then now he's like the champ. Yeah. It does. But then again, Bray just came back. So that does, and then Carrion is only just so all of them basically just came back. So I guess in theory they all could. It really wouldn't hurt too much having you know getting the title back that quickly. No. Being on, like, each were on the shelf respectively. But I do think with Cody, I, I think yeah. you could get more money out of a longer story. Okay. Because if everyone expects like, oh, he wins the Rumble, wins Mania, but if he loses Mania, well now it's well now what? Because that was the whole plan. Now Cody right. needs like to redeem himself. Yeah, but Mania is like the best point to get the title. Yeah, but he could get it next year's Mania in Philly. Yeah, but then yeah, but then again, a whole year can change, and who knows what the, the, the landscape will look like then. Sometimes you gotta get it when the you know when it's hot and worry about the, you know after after the fact. Nah, I, I like the idea of a long story with Cody. Make Cody go through some turmoil. Okay. Because I think that I think he's the type of guy that could portray like going through it. And, okay. Because like, it's like, oh man, like it was all handed to him on a silver platter. He came in with the big WrestleMania entrance. Then he, you know, he he got hurt, but that's yep. fine. He got he got he he gets better. He comes back. He wins the okay. Rumble. He, okay. He's supposed to fulfill his de- destiny of winning the title at WrestleMania, but then he loses. So and do you have? Do you do you have um, Rollins cost him the, uh, the 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 belt at Mania to continue their program from the one that got stopped from Backlash? Um, no, okay. I, I have them finish their program before that. In fact, okay. I have them finish their when when after Cody wins the Rumble. Yep, he and Rollins finish their program between then and Mania. Okay, as unfinished business. But would yeah. it be more unfinished business if he cost him the, the heavyweight title at Mania? It would, but that's that'd be not where I want to go with this. 
like revenge. Cody already needs revenge because Cody, you know, the story is that Rollins hurt him. Right, but what 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 was what would hurt him more? The physical hurt or you taking the, the title away off off my grasp from away from my grasp? I agree with you, but I don't think it's needed. Okay. 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 Uh, I think I think that the story that's told would be Cody comes back, wins the rumble. Yep. Rollins attacks Cody the next night, like, oh, like, you know, I'm not done with you. And like, you know, I'm gonna beat you and take your WrestleMania spot. Okay. Because uh, you know how they do that pay-per-view in between? What uh, pay-per-view? Rumble and Mania. What's that? It's like an in your house type pay-per-view. I forget which one it is. Oh, okay. But like I, I always like feel like it's weird that like there's a pay-per-view in between Rumble and Mania, because I'm like, technically it could change everything. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's and, true. Uh, but it never does. And uh, so I would I would have Rollins challenge Cody for the WrestleMania main event spot. Cody wins that. Okay. And it's like, oh, like, we feel like Cody's, this is his journey. He's on his way okay. to getting the belt. But then he loses at Mania. And, like, you just have him cry. After. Okay. Like, he, I'm just picturing, like, Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, all right, so, obviously, you want Cross to go over. Now, once he goes over, uh, does it, does that, where does that put Bray? Do they continue, or is Bray just fall into you know random programs? I would. So I would make some sort of weird stipulation in this match, and I, I know I'm starting to Vince Russo this a little bit. Yes, you are. But I, I'd make a Judy Bagwell on the, on the Judy Bagwell on the pole. <laughs> Not quite that, <laughs> um, but but something where like if Cody gets pinned. Yeah. Like no titles change hands. Uh, I don't know about that. I know. <laughs> that seems but like I'm, a cheap pop out. <laughs> but I'm like that way you keep the title on Cross and keep the title on Bray. Wait, I thought. Oh, okay, yeah, because they both. Oh, yeah, yeah, you say we're splitting the titles. Right, uh, going into uh, it, Roman. Okay. Uh, but all right, but okay. But like, it's, well, what's the backlash pay per view? Because that's always the you know the pay per view after Mania. Like, so I I would have maybe so let's say Cross pins Cody at Mania. Okay. They go into a singles match at Backlash. But okay. Like the deal is like if Cody loses, like he doesn't challenge Cross again. Okay, but I'm saying I'm saying more for for Bray. Like, what happens? Because we sort of established what's gonna happen with Cody with the long. Program right. run. What, what happens with Bray after this? So Bray, he does something different. He's since Cross didn't pin him, Cross did not end his madness. Okay. And uh, keep going. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I think it's probably easier for the uh, just to do a two two man probably. Uh, Title match then because the triple like like just going over it seems like there's too many more possibilities to you know that they have to work out Kingston I guess that you know two either Carrion and Cody or Bray and Cody or Bray and Carrion like a little easier to to you know keep under under wraps as far as putting a program together. True, and I guess I you could go either Bray and Cody or Carrion and Cody and tell the exact same story, right? Still do the long term. Cody thing. Right. And it and still do the it's not in the, the madness of Bray. Thing. Right. Completely. Okay. okay. 
All right, all right. Well, it, it, actually, this mania I'm actually looking forward to because this is a huge question mark. Like the other yeah. main somewhat like, yeah, we know what's gonna happen. It'll be like Brock and Roman, or like Drew and Roman, or you know what I'm saying. It was, yeah. all, it was pretty much done for from the year in advance. But this yeah. one, a lot of question marks. No, you're right. This could go any which ways, which is good. It is, and it's funny. I'm like, this is the first mania I'm not going to. Oh, in LA. Yeah. Yeah. We just decided we're like, you know what? Like, it's so much money for flights and hotels. Yeah. And then we were talking about it because we're like, we'd be in LA, we'd want to do LA stuff, like and yeah. see like yeah. Cali. Yeah. 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 Uh, but all right. Well, the, the end of the month, we got Hollywood Havoc. We got, uh, even though it's not wrestling, we got uh, Logan's brother Jake Paul fighting Anderson Silva. Uh, right. <laughs> Uh, which is crazy. Then yes. you said Floyd has a, a, a thing. Uh, yeah, he's got a thing coming up in Japan. Uh, Undertaker got a one-man show in Boston. Uh, you, you mentioned last... Uh, and I just saw the, the, the commercial for it on, uh, uh, on it. So, yeah. in Boston. And then for Survivor Series, it will be in Boston as well. Yep. Uh, so, this is good. I just feel bad for AEW. I feel like this is we've been getting so much, we've been discussing so much WWE heavy topics. It's like AEW is like sort of in the wind. Well, like, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. AEW, <laughs> uh, they had that big fallout and everything. Like, and then at the same time with WWE having Triple H come in and just changing, changing the wrestling like, landscape. Like we said, yeah, like on the episode with the pendulum sway. Exactly. It's amazing how things change. It really is. It but really they is. They have a pay per view in November, AEW, I believe. Yes, they do. Uh, so full gear. Yeah, we'll be stuck discussing that probably more and have and more in depth, more AEW discussion. Cause I know we've been discussing mostly WWE. We are not paid by the WWE to <laughs> talk them up so, so heavily, but yeah, well, we're not opposed to it either. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, since we just pr- practically booked their whole WrestleMania, their next six months in advance for them. Right? Like, feel free to send us some uh, commission checks. Yeah, get some kickback. But, uh, exactly. So, we, uh, our longest episode uh, to date. So, I guess, uh, what is on today's uh, water jug? We're Body McFerrin action today. Okay. Don't worry, be happy. There you go. There you go. Life's too short. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, if you want to take us out, then like we always do about this time, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, nah, y'all could be anywhere in the world right now, but you are here, you are listening to us go on for over two hours, and uh, we, we appreciate we love you for that. Um, take us out similarly, have a great day, week, month, even your year. What?